Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are now listening to the Save Cast. The number one old school RuneScape podcast featuring guests from all across Gellinor. To support this podcast, visit the Patreon link in the description. All right, welcome to the Sebe cast number 44 with Lucid Dream. Lucid Dream, how are you doing today, dude? Doing pretty good. Just excited to, you know, share some topics and talk about things. Hell yeah. It's, uh... Pretty cool getting you on, and I know I've mentioned this in other casts, but getting legends on, in my eyes, that, you know, I I felt like I would never get this opportunity to hear uh, from, like, other content creators. And I know, you know, you have, a, a like, a bit more of a real life now, and we'll we'll kind of go into it, but you're still one of yeah. those really... I mean, I'm still just, around, you know, so... Yeah, you're one of those, like, unique content creators, like, you... I mean, we'll go into your history of like raids and everything like that. So, yeah, but I'm really excited to talk. And yeah, I'm excited to talk as well. You know, uh, bring like a new light to some of the older uh, like PVMers and stuff too. Yeah, so, you know, nowadays the new generation of PVMers, like you know, the P- there's more familiar faces nowadays than there was, you know, back in 2017 or before then, like before raids and whatnot. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to hear it all. So, first things first, let's just kind of go into some introductions, I guess. So, what what kind of got you into the game? And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess that um, that'll be the first question. What what got you into RuneScape? Yeah, and when? Uh, probably like I mean I don't know exactly when. I had to have been like in like middle school or something probably like sixth grade or something you know everyone was playing runescape i had lots of friends that were like oh you know let's play this game and stuff and uh really like casual things i mean i don't even really remember too much from back then because it's been so long but um yeah i started playing uh pre-eoc uh then quit for a while when eoc came out just like pretty much everyone and um 
I had like a lot of friends that came back for old school, but when I came back, I was actually still playing RS3 for a while. Like I maxed my account on there, then I got kind of bored and switched over to old school when like GE came out and uh, started playing um, back then, but pretty casually. And I, mean, so, I feel like back then no one was really efficient. You know, people didn't oh, really yeah. have this efficient mindset that you have nowadays. You just played for fun and... You were just like a little kid that <laughs> did whatever and got scammed and lured and you know all this stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now it's all about like saving the most ticks possible. Didn't even know what yeah. ticks were back then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dude, I remember thinking this game had like lag. I thought because I didn't understand the tick system. So I thought whenever I clicked and I didn't instantly move, it was just like pure latency. Oh, well, I mean... I don't really I mean, remember how laggy it used to be, but I'm sure it probably was a little laggy still. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we still have oh, yeah. lag, but, like, I used to think if I am not moving instantaneously, like, this game is just laggy, but just waiting for the next tick. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, uh... I, no one really understood any of that stuff back... I mean, I'm sure, like, some people did, but... Yeah, It no. wasn't really as, like, widely accepted, I guess, to be efficient or whatever. Yeah. See, I didn't really play back before 2013. 13 i mean even before 2015 i only played from 2004 to 2007 so mm. i didn't i didn't really see the progression of players i knew there was like zezima who knows how efficient that guy was though like, yeah I, I don't even i mean obviously everyone you know once you hear that name you recognize it but you don't i don't really know you know how, how long did it take to do how efficient it was and whatnot yeah who knows or maybe he just so, played 18 hours a day and yeah exactly really yeah. Uh, um. So, what is? I know the game has evolved RS3, but what is the difference between like RS3 PVM or just, I guess, content with skill involved versus OSRS now with arguably many things I, that are actually difficult, not just. Yeah, I was gonna timeless. say like people always say you know RS3 Easy Scape this and that, but I feel like the PVM is actually almost harder just because they have all the abilities and like they had their switch scape just like old school is now you know there's really? lots of switches involved there the bosses are quite challenging you know you have really big pvm names over there like couchy and uh, i think evil lucario is his name um i mean you got lit up uh sad and all those other names that are are big on the rs3 side and and those guys like you watch them playing you're just like what is going on i don't even understand this it just looks crazy <laughs> Are those like the Wookses of RS3? Because yeah, I think I've heard yeah, of a like couple of those. But Evil Lucario and and Couchy are like some of the better PVMers over there. They're like the Wooks, pretty much. Wow, that's sick. Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty crazy. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're just because their combat system is different. I think they can add in more mechanics that are more challenging, uh, like that have to do with timing and stuff too. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you've seen anything about Telos and all the other end game bosses over there, but they definitely seem pretty challenging. I mean, the farthest I got was, like, Duo Nex and Duo Calphite King and stuff. I didn't really, like... I guess Araxor was probably, like, the hardest that I got, like, back then. So what is the hardest boss in RS3 right now? Um, I don't even know. I don't know if it's, like, Solak or if it's... I guess Telos, maybe. Maybe that new... There's that new Glacier boss. Because they have an enraged system now where, like, uh, the more you kill it, the harder it can get you can like have your enrage oh, go yeah. up so like the boss like hits harder and has more hp and and then if you die you lose it all right like so that's the uh risk yeah like streaking yeah yeah 
that and like i think the farther you, the more kills you get the better the loot gets and stuff too so i mean it'd be pretty cool to have some stuff like that in old school where uh like enrage mechanics where yeah no it's I'm... harder over time but i think that's where they were going with uh tombs of a mascot um i mean kind of jumping from one point to another here but they had that uh I forgot what they called it, like a system thing where I forgot what they said that they were. Uh, They're invocations? Yeah, the invocations. Yeah. yeah they, so pretty much you can add more stuff to make it harder. So I think that's kind of like an in range system, but maybe it suits old school a little bit more. Because I think uh, RS3 with the enraged system, you know, they have all like the defense abilities and all this and that. And I think that um, that is able to let them push the enrage on old school, where it's capped on DPS and stuff. And if if the enrage gets too high, you know you're not going to be able to meet those DPS checks. Absolutely, yeah. So maybe the invocations fit a little bit better. Yeah, and I also wonder, does RS3 balance their PVM content around PvP as well? Like, is PvP even a thing in RS3? I feel like I've never uh, seen anybody fight each other in RS3 now. It was like a really big thing, you know, back in the day with like Karasu Sword and all that stuff pre EOC, but. I don't know. I mean, I think there still is people that, that PK, but it's probably like, I mean, old school PK and community is so small, let alone R3 is probably like nothing pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So it's but kind of unfortunate. It is like, is, is like the gear in RS3 uh, trying to accommodate both PVM and PVP and try to, trying to find a fine, a fine balance or are there like restrictions in PVP? With I don't even know, to be honest. Um, I know, you know, in old school, there's certain weapons that, you know, you can't use in PvP or, or they're capped. Um, yeah. So I don't know how it works in RS3. I haven't really, like, kept up with it too much. But, I mean, obviously, before I came to OSRS, I was playing that for a while and stuff. So, um, but even back then, I wasn't even efficient. Like, I didn't, I just played. Yeah. So I heard on Twitter that the Inferno's coming to RS3. I saw a little... Yeah. Tis called Zuck, little uh, preview. Yeah, they just announced that today. I thought that was interesting um, because, you know, usually we get RS3 stuff. Yeah, so is this the first time ever? Is this Probably. Like, I don't, I don't, I've never heard of the reversal going on. So Yeah, but um, I mean, it looked pretty cool. It stands up as well and like you fight it one-on-one -on -one instead of him sitting on his throne. Oh, wow. Okay, so, so he it's... has like a massive two-handed sword, and I don't know what the mechanics are gonna be, but yeah, he like stands up and he's like walking around. Shit, that's terrifying. Yeah. Imagine if we had like hard mode Inferno. I mean, they've been talking about it for a while, but maybe they'll get ideas from that now. Like maybe Zuck stands up after you kill Zuck, and and yeah. he has some crazy other mechanics or something. Because people always talk about like two Zucks that you fight at the same time or something like that, and. But maybe him standing up and fighting one on one is could be a hard mode thing or something. That would actually be really cool. It's like you have to complete the inferno, and then like when Zook dies, it looks like he's falling back into the lava. He like jumps out, and you have to have your melee gear or whatever ready to go. Yeah, I don't know. That's like really exciting though. I think Zook is one of the most badass looking bosses. Definitely. So, yeah, I wonder what they're gonna do with it. Because, so does RS3, uh, and I know I'm just asking about RS3 stuff, I, you probably don't know, as, you, you know more than me, but, you know, you're not an expert with everything, but do you think they look at 
the Inferno and OSRS and be like, that's like the gold standard? Or do they already have their gold standards of like I just don't know um, any bosses in RS three. That's the thing. So Yeah, I don't know. I mean I don't really keep up to date with it because it's like I don't really play it that much. I mean I quit OSRS for like three months uh earlier this year to play RS three, but I still I was just mainly getting like one twenty skills and doing random stuff, but um I don't really know like what they what you'd compare it to or anything or you know what the standard is gonna be for that because um I mean obviously like RS three players probably see um Inferno and they're like, you know, that looks pretty cool for old school, but um obviously the mechanics would probably be too easy over there. Yeah. So So I wanna hear uh what what got you into streaming initially? And um, how was that journey? Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of it's kind of a, a weird story. Because I, I have like a friend uh, in real life that you know, he's been streaming for uh, quite a while. Like he was streaming for a couple years before me, and uh, he plays like FPS games and stuff. But uh, he was kind of like an inspiration because you know just seeing him stream and it looked like fun. And then all the people that I've raided with back then, everyone knew that you know I was high KC and no one was close to my KC, and they're like, oh, you should stream, you know, people will watch this, so uh, I tried it out, and I mean, I was kind of already, like, even though I wasn't a streamer, I was already kind of in the spotlight back then, because everyone was like, oh, Lucid Dream, you know, highest KC, this and that, and um, so I was already, like, had an audience, I guess. Yeah. So it actually wasn't, like, too rough. I remember my first week, I didn't, I didn't even use mic. Like, I had a mic, but I was, like, too scared to use it. So <laughs> yeah. I was just sitting there. Like, when people typed in the chat, I'd, like, type in game and say, like, oh, thank you for your, like, follow. Or I'd type in game and be, like, respond to their questions and stuff. Yeah. It was probably the most scuffed, like, streams ever. I remember, uh, I think my second day, I got hosted by Curtis for, like, 900 viewers or something. And wow. Those, those people, like, that was back when I wasn't using mic or anything. And... Those people were like, what's this guy doing? Like, just sitting there <laughs> typing in chat and like not even using mic. Yeah. What's crazy is, um, you know, I, it's whatever. Like, you know, you can do whatever you want, whatever works. But Iron Queen literally got partnered on Twitch through that exact thing of just pretty much responding to people through text in the chat. And that, yeah, I mean, it, that's insane to me. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, because the vibe is so much different than having a face cam or even just having a mic alone. I mean, there's definitely going to be different audiences for different, you know, types of streams. I mean, there's people who still don't use cam, which is fine. Yeah. Um, you know, even really big streamers to get thousands of viewers, some of them don't have never used cam before just because they're not comfortable or like VTubers, for example. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I guess as as long as you're like solid on the content creation side or entertaining or whatever, um, people will watch. So, what finally got you to use mic and uh, eventually cam? I'm assuming was the progression. Um, well, I mean, the mics thing. It wasn't ever going to be like, oh, I'm never going to use mic. I was just, you know, testing out the waters, yeah, kind of okay. seeing what it was like, and then, you know, I found streaming to be fun. I like the only reason why I even still stream nowadays, you know, because I don't have to stream is just like talk to people you know it's really fun to you know get people in the chat like typing and asking questions or saying hey what's up you know yeah um so i don't know i mean cam uh i had a one of my viewers and someone that i raided with uh for christmas one year he 
he bought me like an actual mic and a webcam. So, and you're like, God damn it. I, now I have to yeah, turn it so, on. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, it, originally it was supposed to be just a mic. And then I opened up the package and there's like a five pounds of candy and like a, a webcam. And I'm like, damn, he's trying to like get me fat and have me <laughs> go on cam and stuff. Like, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, I mean, it's still pretty scuffed with the cam beside it. I mean, I still don't have like crazy lighting, but yeah, um, it was kind of a surprise because then I'm like kind of guilt tripped into using the cam. Oh, it's yeah. Like, it's like, do I want to just have him waste his money on this, like getting this webcam? And, and you can't lie and be like, I, I don't, I don't have a webcam, you know, <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah, awful. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, so, yeah, uh, I, I always wonder like what it's like to be in that position because. I mean, I started streaming to nobody with a face cam. And mm-hmm. so the progression was just always there. Like, pe- I just streamed with a face cam. Did I want to? I don't think anybody, like, wants to stream with a face cam unless you're, like, a model and you love to show off your looks. Yeah. But I, I feel like the majority of people would prefer to just be in their underwear oh, yeah. and just game, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes, if like, straight up, if I don't have cam on, sometimes I'm just sitting in a robe while I'm, like, waiting. <laughs> yeah. Like, um. I mean, obviously, I'm not like full like butt naked or anything, but I'm like <laughs> chilling, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's I I think that it, you like you said, you know, if people have the option to not use cam. I mean, sometimes if I'm not feeling it, I'll just stream without cam. I just chill, you know. Yeah. I think it's kind of hard too to get into streaming originally because, you know, you only have like you said, you're streaming to no one. You have to. Like, how do you bring someone into your stream, uh, yep. whether it be, like, you being good at the game or entertaining? Um, you know, it's it's hard to to start streaming, especially if you don't have, like, an audience already. Yeah. Like, luckily me, I, I instantly, I had quite a bit of viewers right away. I never had, like, even my first stream, I had, like, I had probably over 100 viewers or something just because I oh, was wow. already, like, I was already kind of known. Yeah. So I never really had to start from you know zero which you know i have a lot of respect for the people who do do that because that's rough you know sitting there talking to yourself trying to you know crack jokes or talk to no one pretty much it's yeah yeah i I don't even think i could do it at this point just because of the i don't know like starting off with zero that's the only thing you know if i had known what talking to 100 people is like over you know zero that I don't I, respect to all the streamers that start because yeah, I I don't think I could do it now. With what oh I yeah, know. It's, it's I mean painful. nowadays I, I don't really like have many viewers probably because I'm so inconsistent and stuff. But um, I, I'm usually just chilling anyways, so I just throw it on just yeah. so you know pe- older viewers can come in and you know say what's up or whatnot. But um, I mean it's definitely more like it's more motivating the more viewers you have because then it's like. I'm not really social in real life, but on stream, like I'll, if it, people ask questions or ask anything or, you know, talk, I could talk about any topic really like food or, or PVM or, you know, uh, real life stuff, pretty yeah. much anything. Like I can, I can just talk about stuff. So no, absolutely. it's definitely more fun when you have a lot of viewers. Yeah. It, I think the difference is like zero, like, cause first three months i mean there would be times where i'm just at zero the one person in my stream just like oh gotta go to work or something i'm like shit oh yeah back to zero (laughs) like shit what got you into streaming then i got into streaming because i mean 
it's weird because I mean you say you had an audience already. I thought I was a pretty good Iron Man at the time, and I was in I was involved in my clan and I was involved on Twitch. So I almost just kind of thought, you know, organically people would just come because they'll recognize my name. But I obviously wasn't that big because, or well-known at all. I I thought I was relatively. But the thing that kind of got me into it was just, I don't know, I saw streamers uh, and I was like, that looks amazing to just play the game you absolutely love. Like, I'd go to work. I worked at a Target distribution center. And... The whole entire time, I'm just thinking of playing RuneScape. Like, I, I don't want to work there. I don't want to work there, you know? Like, the whole time, just lifting boxes, I'm just like, I just want to go home and play RuneScape. And so, yeah. being able to do that was my dream, just to play RuneScape and talk about it. And I saw a lot of people on Twitch that made that dream work. You know, is it the most uh, extravagant life you can live? No, but... uh definitely what i wanted to do wanted to pursue so i just sent it i had some money saved up and i yeah you know just tried I mean, it out it, it was rough as long as it's something that you're enjoying you know it's definitely better than you know working at like a shitty job or something that yep. you're just like you know you're thinking about Rune- i mean i'm i still think about runescape when i'm working but like <laughs> i like my job a lot and yeah you know i i don't see myself ever really like coming back to full-time streaming um or content creation i mean would it be like a dream yeah but i'm at the spot right now where i'm just comfortable you know yeah and i don't i don't want to make that jump yet if i i don't know yeah and there's so much security in like a real job oh yeah rather than just going month to month like not really knowing what's gonna happen yeah (laughs) i mean that's kind of what was going on like even at my peak you know it's You'll, I mean, every streamer knows how, like, inconsistent it can be, you know, like yeah. you said, month to month. Like, one month you can get double what you had the month before, or vice versa. Yep. And, like, it's definitely, uh, and I think it's mainly, like, looking at it uh, as streaming and stuff and doing content creation for fun rather than uh, as a job, at least in my eyes. Um, that's that's what keeps me going, you know. I'll, I'll just, you know, do it for fun nowadays. Yeah. So you have you got ten thousand raids, Casey, on your. I want to say it was your previous account, correct? Yeah, yeah, my uh, my account Lucid Dream, or well, it's my alt now. Um, after I got hacked, so. So uh, what what inspired you to even do all those raids? What inspired you to be rank one? I guess. In yeah, KC? it's it's pretty crazy because. Um, you know, obviously everyone, you know, PVMs and this and that, and, you know, you do it for fun. And I, I feel like, I mean, obviously I was still, I still find raids fun. Like, I mean, you see me doing like CM speed runs and stuff and, uh, I still enjoy raids, but like back then, um, I had a friend uh, in real life. He's one of the people who got me into old school when I was playing RS3 and he's like a super addicted staker, uh, you know, he'll, he'll PVM for like a couple hours and then he'll rage and just go stake and lose all his <laughs> GP and stuff. And, and he like told me one day, he's like, yeah, the only way you can make 10 bill is staking. And this was back, you know, when raids first came out 2017, there wasn't really any good GP methods. So that's probably where he was coming from. And then I literally just grinded out raids and, and, you know, uh, had over 10 bill and I was like, yeah, what's up now? You know, <laughs> approved, approved them wrong pretty much, but after a while it kind of became a meme and like my clan back then that 
uh, Lucid's 10k raids. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Reels, uh, he's in Obliv and stuff still, and he's around, and um, he always, you know, is joking about when I'm going to hit 10k raids, and, and I just enjoyed raids so much that I just kept on going. That's insane, though. 10,000. So what... I hit it. I hit it too. Like uh, I don't know when the exact date. I probably have a tweet somewhere. It was like August uh, two thousand eighteen or two thousand nineteen. Yeah, it was two thousand nineteen. Um, if I didn't get hacked, too, I would have hit ten thousand before rates three or rates two even came out. Damn. At like the speed I was going. Yeah. That's just nuts. So what was the what was the normal team size you preferred to do? Um. We kind of messed around with almost anything. Uh, four plus ones, uh, three plus ones. I mean, back then, four plus ones were like really popular besides solos, at least for the speed aspect of it. Um, but I feel like nowadays, no one really does four plus ones, mainly because it's like two mil GP per hour or whatever. So yeah, uh, it's mainly those. We did a little bit of uh, two plus twos uh, with DPS alting, um, three plus fours, four plus threes. Um, all these, you know, miscellaneous scales and stuff as well. But yeah, it was mainly that. Uh, back in the day, too, um, my team was like one of the first teams that actually started alting. Obviously, like we weren't alting efficiently as as you do nowadays, but yeah, uh, we were kind of like introducing it a little bit. And, um, you know, we realized, oh, you can bring an alt in and get more points and then still probably do it fast. And even before we started alting, we would pretty much use a main as an alt. Like one of our team, we'd switch it off like every 10 raids, a different person would would prep. Uh, and we'd still get, you know, fast raids where the main would like prep throughout the raid while we're doing the raid. And then he comes in at home and pretty much like how you do CM teams nowadays. Yeah. Interesting. There's just, um, I also want to just ask, is there just a natural progression that, almost inspire speed running like just getting into raids like do you, you know what um, well okay here let me let me ask you this first um i want you to take me back to day of release of raids i'm assuming you played day of release oh yeah so, uh do you want to go back like take a step back a little bit before then as well because i can talk like a little bit about like when i started playing old school yeah yeah let's do like, it like uh Back when I first started playing, you know, I was still a noob. I mean, up until, I mean, even when Raids 1 first came out, I was still a noob. Like, I mean, everyone was pretty much noob back then. Um, but I was like, I remember I hopped on. I like got like a little bit of gear from my friends. Because, I mean, we were all kind of poor and stuff. But it was just hard to make GP back then. And uh, I remember I was doing Slayer and I got like an Iron Dragon task. And I told my friend, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a Visage here. And then I'm going to start doing corp. And literally, like, that same task, I got a Vissi. <laughs> That's literally, this is this is what started my old school career, pretty much, is that Vissi from Iron Dragons. Wow. I think I have it on YouTube still, too. And uh, I got what the Vissi. What did it sell I, sold, yeah, yeah. I don't, like, 18 mil or 20 okay. or somewhere around there. And uh, I bought a Zamrakian Spear to do corp. And that's pretty much where it started. I was doing, like, trio corp, four-man corp, uh, et cetera, uh, before raids came out. I remember back then, uh, I don't know if you played, but there wasn't, like, player-owned house. We didn't have Dragon Warhammer. Uh, to get spec back, you'd have to uh, go teleport to the duel arena, stake your friend, or duel your friends yeah. to get spec back. And then you tell you back to corp, and then et cetera. And 
that's like that's how you did it back then did you pull any sigils and what, what... oh yeah I, I got like a lot i have uh, on lucid i think i have three thousand personal kc but i probably did like ten thousand plus corp back then and uh probably had like like five LEs, like 20 arcanes like 15 spectrals or something I, I have most of them on youtube but let me see if i can find the like exact amount that i've had but it was i know it was pretty high up there and and back then, you know, GP was really hard to get, so, like, yeah. that was being rich back then. Oh, I remember seeing a person with an Ellie in 2015. If you had an Ellie, you were a god. It didn't even matter if you had nothing else. Like, you were rich as fuck in my eyes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and even, I just see one right here. Uh, before raids came out, I got a duo Ellie, too. They oh, were. Shit. I think they were cheaper back then than they are now. Like, especially Arcane. Arcane wasn't really... I think it was like 70 mil or something because it wasn't really, you know, you didn't mage anything. Yeah, I want to, I, th I think like Ellie's were like 650 mils to up to like 750. I don't know. I don't yeah. really ever remember them above 800 until raids came out. Yeah, they were pretty low. I mean, back then, yeah, there wasn't really much options to do. So it was mainly like if you were, I guess, like a good PVM or you were doing like flicking god wars dungeon like cloud badass and and uh zach or reed yeah and uh you'd be uh or you do corp you know those were like the, the options that you had back then who who were the goat pvmers back in 2013 on old school up until oh, i don't even i i was like so i was still kind of a noob so i didn't really like i never really watched videos and i wasn't familiar with like the good pvmers but i think back then um you know, you had like Cloud Badass, uh, Reed. Uh, I think Lake was around still back then. Um, Zulu uh, was a big name back then. Um, who else? Uh, there was a couple other God Wars Dungeon people. I forgot what their names were. Uh, uh, there's that one guy. He uh, he died like a year ago or something. I forgot what his name was. Uh, he went for a lot of the like. Uh, kc records where you do like a hundred sarah in one trip back then oh uh yeah. I forgot what his name was uh he was pretty big back then but yeah there wasn't really like as many names obviously there's like wooks uh bodie um dead wilson yeah uh, he's he's big in skilling and stuff too uh just, just nuts how the pvm content was god wars basically and dks yeah. if you did yeah, dks D for a long time like that was cool you know yeah and then corp you know those were like oh, the, yeah. the only options you had back then i mean and then they had zolra and like a couple other miscellaneous bosses but there wasn't really many options and then you know fast forward i think i was only playing for maybe two years prior to raids and then you know raids came out and uh everyone tried to go in you know as like 20 plus man raids and <laughs> Because they, you know, they, yeah. as, as, as they teased it, they teased it as like, you know, a big raid, you're going to have like 50 people in there, your whole clan's going to be in there. And it turns out that like half the rooms you couldn't, like the higher, the bigger the scale, you couldn't even do the rooms. Yeah. No, I remember, I remember day, day of release, just real quick, just walking into Tecton. I think Tecton was the first room. Yeah. <laughs> we just, just couldn't like, even get past Tecton. We didn't even know. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like rune crossbowing it because I was such uh, a noob at the time. I just wanted to see if I could pull an item real quick. Yeah, yeah. that was misery. That was misery. Nobody knew what they were doing. 
uh, Ice Demon was literally impossible. You couldn't do it in bigger teams. Really? Um, I think the chest was like broken too. I don't really remember everything, but uh, because it's been so long. But I think the chest was kind of broken. People were like dropping items, and then the items would disappear because you drop too much stuff on the same stack. So people were like losing items, and uh, specifically at Ice Demon too, people would like drop uh, the kindlings and. I remember Vespula, uh, people would just feed with the grubs or uh, the flowers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do remember walking into Vespula and having no idea what was happening. Again, yeah. just like, shit. I remember back then, like the first, quite a while, everyone would, uh, at least in teams, like people didn't really do the redemption method for a while, but uh, you'd actually like attack Vespula itself until it went down and then you would attack the portal. So interesting. It's crazy because, like, you'll literally never see that nowadays. It's just, like, you skip that part completely, and Vespula is, like, the fastest room or one of the fastest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just I remember, yeah, like, going over and trying to I, – I, I still, to this day, don't know how Vespula actually is was intentionally designed. Like, <laughs> Yeah. There was, uh, like, some other mechanics to it where you're, like, feeding things and – Yeah, you, you grab the flowers, you feed the, the grubs um, when it pokes them. Vespula actually like attacks you and you get poisoned. Uh, well, it, it, <laughs> yeah, like nobody knows. I don't think it actually damages you, but I know it like it like shoots a thing at you and can poison you. And um, I, I think back then we would have one person tag the portal just so it doesn't uh, like so Vespula doesn't poke the, the grubs, and then we'd sit there and attack Vespula for it to go down, and and then we would attack the portal. So interesting. And then uh, you know. No one knew how to scout back then either. Uh, well, our team actually, like, so Wooks came out with his scouting guide uh, kind of early on, but our team actually knew about the scout, like, the room orders and stuff mm-hmm. before he came out with that. Like, we figured it out ourselves. Uh, and then, you know, later on, people were complaining, and then they came out with the new rotation. So there's two rotations for, for raids, or regular raids, Cox, um, and... I figured that out like instantly. I would just like went in, scouted like three raids, and figured out what the rotation was. But um, I feel like we were like the first to a lot of things during team raids, at least. How was and... Ulm stepping into Ulm the first time? Did anyone know what um, they were doing? No, I'm pretty sure we just ran around and just like tanked every <laughs> single hit and just like <laughs> no, no one skipped any specials or anything yeah. or uh, the melee attack specials. Yeah. That's what I call them, and and. Uh, you would just like you know get portaled all the way across the room because your teammates just sitting there and uh, <laughs> everyone just gets hit by spikes twenty four seven and whatnot. God, yeah, this is so funny. And the who was who were the first people that pulled an item? Um, probably uh, Hekus. Hekus is like uh, Bodhi and Wooks and uh, Zulu and uh, Hugo, Dead Wilson, Starfish, all those that group of people. Uh, good luck I'm Tom I think that I don't know who all was in their team but they had to have been some of the first people that were getting drops I remember oh yeah so back then like for some reason Jagex never wanted to add KC's to release the content so the first like week or two there wasn't KC's oh yeah uh, and I remember I did like 80 to 100 raids or something before the KC's came out and our team was so pissed because we would like sit there and like watch streams and everyone's pulling loot and we went like 80 80 raids dry like the first week nothing 
and we're just like oh and then we get dragon throwing axes and everyone's <laughs> see, back then the prayer scrolls were just one prayer scroll it's just called prayer scroll and they were like 400 600 mil we're just sitting sitting there watching people pull them left and right and we're not getting anything it was sad was it you going dry or was it just the points were so low that um probably a little bit of both I mean, I don't really remember what the points were back then, but I'm pretty sure every team probably had low points compared to now. And prayer scrolls were a lot rarer, correct, on release? Oh, yeah, yeah, because initially it was just the prayer scroll, and, you know, you can choose uh, preserve, rigor, or augury. And then they were like, look at the stats, like no one's unlocking preserve, so they made that the Torrent prayer scroll. Uh, And then people were still complaining or something, so they split them into dex and augury. And they, like, made them more common by, I think, two times more common. And then people were still complaining, so they made them two times common again, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, still, Dex was, like, quite a, a, a lot of GP for a while there. Like, yeah. 200 mil plus. Crazy. Um, I think we pulled a couple of, like, just the OG prayer scroll. I think, like, four of them when they were, like, 400 mil. Yeah, that then, was... The- just crazy time like the raids were super slow they're like slower than how like how fast you do cms nowadays like the oh, raids were yeah. like a good raid was like under 25 minutes or something and what was the tebow worth um like i think it was release? like i don't really remember like the ex- like cl- closer to release it was probably around max cash but not a lot of people had gp back then so i feel like no one really had the GP to buy like that really expensive item. I didn't get a T bill until I didn't buy my own until I was pretty far in. I mean, back then I like for some reason cared more about GP than I do now. Like now, I'll just buy any item on release because I'm just like I'd rather use the item to yeah. to get more of that same item. And um, pretty sure they were probably like 1.4, 1.5 or something. That's crazy. Uh, just yeah, I remember watching a. Uh, do you remember Thoboying? I don't actually know how to pronounce oh, his yeah. name. Thoboy? Yeah, yeah Thoboy. He was a, he's in Obliv, or I don't know if he still is, but... I just remember watching his videos, and he like ha- got an early Tebow, and he was testing it at places, and testing it at Arma and stuff like that. I was like, damn, this bow is like so badass. It's the thing that everybody wanted. I mean, it still pretty much is. That's yeah. like the iconic item. I remember back then, too, no one really knew much about DPS calcs and stuff. Or, well, some people did, but it's not, like, as widely accepted as nowadays. And, like, even the J-Mods, I feel like, didn't understand how that stuff worked. And the Tebow was, like, they had to nerf the Tebow, I think, like, once or twice. At least one time. Oh, yeah, they, Uh, like, capped it. Yeah, they, like, capped it outside of raids. And then I think they even, like, kind of lowered its, like, how good it was inside of raids as well. Yeah, it's, like, 350 damage multiplier in raids, correct? And then it's like 250 outside, I think. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. So um, it, it was uncapped initially, so you could be hitting like 90s and yeah, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. people would like destroy Sarah and like Zolra and stuff with it. Um, I will say, I sorry, I, like, I, I will say I, I kind of am against the artificial caps. Like where something just caps at 50 damage. Like I don't really like the Zolra thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's, well... It's kind of weird because even though it caps that, you like hit that bigger number, but then it brings it down. So I guess technically you're going to see a lot more of that higher number, but like, yeah, it is kind of, yeah. it's weird. I would just prefer them to not have those weird 
arbitrary restrictions where it's just like it can't hit higher. I feel like they could nerf it in a different way rather than that. But I understand that he didn't want to completely devalue Zora. <laughs> so yeah, I think that it, it might be kind of weird too because uh, you know the T like certain items like the Tebow might be balanced around a certain piece of content, but at another piece of content it might like at Zora or whatever it might be more OP. So yeah, uh, it's kind of hard to you know tweak certain numbers to get it to like not be overpowered everywhere or whatever. Do you remember that little preview of the Tebow where they killed Grardor in like five hits? I think it was no. Bob Ronin. It was like yeah, I did, yeah. I didn't really watch like many streams and stuff back then, so I I didn't really see them. There was I like just a, like yeah, it was just a little clip. It was before General Grardor got its mage um, level nerfed to basically. I don't know what it is now, but it was disgusting. Atiba would five hit Grador. <laughs> he was just face tanking it. Like, oh my god. Mm. Yeah, I know that. I mean, back then there was quite a bit of problems with, you know, different gear and stuff. And I'm actually kind of curious to see what the game would have looked like if they came out with all of the armors that were initially proposed for raids one. Oh yeah, there would have been like twenty things on there. Like there was fifteen yeah. on the release, which is already crazy. Yeah, there was going to be uh, a ranged set, a melee set, like Elder and Twisted Armor. Um, which, I mean, looking at it now, it's a good thing that they didn't come out with that stuff. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think even like the Kodai was, or I think Ancestral is supposed to be called Kodai Armor or something. And then they changed it and then lowered its stats or something. Yeah, I, I don't fully remember. I was just so, I was still so newbie back when they were pulling all the raids things oh yeah same yeah. um yeah going into more of like raids release and stuff since i guess that's more like what i i've been known for and stuff is i remember uh back then there was like my team versus like uh like hugo hugo dead wilson good luck i'm tom like we were all like raids release is so fun just because there's so many of us that were like going to be more efficient and trying to get higher kcs and we were all, like, all four of us were, like, the highest KCs in the game, pretty much. And I was still, like, pretty unknown back then. And those guys were, like, the big dogs back then. So it was, like, funny. They would see me at raids, and I'd see them. And we would just, like, chat and see what where KCs are at and stuff. And um, eventually, I think, like, me and Good Luck, I'm Tom. Uh, I think he's an Iron Man now. Or yeah. it's GL, I'm Tom. Uh, we were, like, both, like, head-to-head like first person to 1000 KC and uh I would have hit it first and then Tom's like hey we should uh you know get the 1000 in the same raid it'd be pretty cool so I'm like okay I I was like two raids away I'm I was like okay I'm going to go to sleep and then I wake up in the morning and he got it without me <laughs> and I'm like dude oh like he he did me dirty <laughs> damn savage yeah, yeah and then uh, oh, I mean he kind of burnt out after a little while and and I just kept on, you know, getting really high KCs. Everyone was just like, damn, how does this guy have 3,000 KC already? That's um, fucked. I, I remember I got my omelet. Uh, it was 5,215 KC on Lucid. Jesus. And, I mean, that was like, you know, super dry back then. People were like, how are you, how is this even possible to go this dry? And I think the closest person in terms of KC was probably 3,000 KC. Like, no one was even close. And I was already that dry, so it was... It's pretty crazy. Yeah, omelets. Looking ridiculous. back at it, 
wasn't there some weird thing where Ulma was like oh. really rare initially? Yeah, on the first month they like fucked up and added a zero to it, so it's one in six fifty instead of one in sixty five. Oh god! And there yeah. were people that were polling it, right? Still, yeah, I think there was uh, one or two omelets in the game before they fixed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. My God, it was it was pretty crazy how like rare it was back then. Yeah, um, that's insane. And then like another uh, like another part a story I guess for like the beginning of raids is you know I was talking about uh like Zulu, Turney, Hugo, all of those guys back then. Uh, they were you know doing like a hundred man scales, and that that's probably why I kind of passed in KC is. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched any of their vids when they were doing the, like, 100-man raids back then. Uh, they would do, like, nine people doing a 100-man raid. And they would be in there for, like, six hours almost uh, doing the raid. And I think some stuff got patched because I think they were able to, like, suicide on alts without losing points. Oh, and just, like, yeah. log out or something. But then they fixed that, and then they made it. They, like, took it back later. But yeah, they were doing that, and then I was doing like more faster-paced raids, and eventually uh, they were doing speed runs, you know. And that's kind of what got me into it. I probably would have never gotten to speeds unless they they invited me to, you know, do speeds one day and go for at the time probably like sub thirteen. And back then, I think we were doing eight mans. We thought that. I guess we didn't actually look at the calcs too well, uh, because we saw you know. 8-man is the same HP as 7-man, but with the extra phase. But what we weren't factoring in is the, like, the intermission between the phases. Yeah. So we, we like, lost some time there. And then, you know, fast forward now, 7-man's the best scale for speeds. But uh, let me see if I can pull up a video. Like, the setups back then were so scuffed. It was, like, <laughs> doing speeds. I remember we got so excited when we got the first, uh, I think, like, sub-12 in the game. And I think... uh. I think it was Turney that was our crosser. He, uh, one of the raids, he forgot to drop the, uh, the, what's the tightrope crystal called? Um, uh, the keystone? Is that what yeah, it's called? the keystone. Yeah. He, he forgot to drop it to telegrab. Um, uh, and we lost like five seconds or something. It was, I think that, yeah, it was a 1201 raid. And we we're like, no, <laughs> that would have been it. Yeah. They had these setups right here. Uh, let me see if I can. Here, I'll send you a screenshot yep. of this. This is like such a baloney setup. I mean, it's kind of similar to to now, but I mean, we have better items now. So, but uh, this is like for the twelve oh one. This is like the kind of setup that we were using back then. Let me see. I don't even know why going in with like an empty inventory space, <laughs> but like could have had like an angler or something for that. Wait, I don't even when remember. When did the anglers, anglers come out? Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to say, I don't even think angler, maybe that's why. No, wait, I am 121 in the picture, so. Huh. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Dragon yeah, Warhammer, I just remember, was like 60 some mil or maybe 70 mil, and it spiked up to like 90 for a little time. Yeah. Everybody was like, okay, this is the item everybody wants. One of these older setups. Um, let me see if I can find one of the older raids. Like twelve. Oh yeah, here's a twelve thirty-two. Uh, I used to play like uh, Casey. Uh, he used to actually make fun of me back then because I would play full screen resizable, and uh, he'd call it astronaut raids. Uh, because like, like here, look look how far I'm zoomed out in this. I'm just like full screen resizable <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it looks so funny. Um, 
I, the, in that setup too, it's so baloney. We're bringing Sears Ring into the raid. Like, that doesn't even make any sense. It's so bad. <laughs> but that, that was like that was like the peak of speed running back then. It's it's so funny. Everyone just running around with fire yeah. games. Oh yeah, Inferno wasn't even out at that time. Either. Yeah, yeah, that was that was probably uh, prior, or it definitely was prior to then. But I oh, mean, this... I didn't. Another yeah, no, thing, I was what... like, I was oh, like yeah, six thousand KC. Uh, before I got my Inferno cape. Like, Inferno was out for a couple of months before I got mine. And, uh, yeah, back then, it was, yeah, it was just fire cape. And, uh, like, even probably watching the videos, you probably see, like, a million ticks lost. Like, <laughs> the most baloney things ever. And I mean, you yeah. probably notice it a lot more since you are a dedicated chamber speed run, a speed yeah. run. But, like, most people are like, oh, this is, like, you know, gaming right now. Even four years later. Um, oh, yeah. So, you know what I miss? Is I miss when people had hostas and whips for Ulm. Not yep. some dedicated, like, dragon destroyer. I don't know how you feel about that. Um. Well, I mean, I, I use Scythe, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. In solos, yeah, you still use uh, Lance a lot. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean... I think the the lance kind of fills in like that niche gap a little bit. Um, I'm not really opposed to it. I mean, I like it for Vorkath, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have you know the Dragon Hunter crossbow as well. That was like the first of its kind for like a dragon weapon. Yeah, that was like okay. So when the Dragon Hunter crossbow first came out, it was weak though. It was just like barely better than an ACB. Oh yeah, dragons. it was. I think they, yeah, they. I forgot about that. They had to buff it because it was, it was so bad. Um, they didn't. Well, they didn't buff it because it was so bad. They buffed it because of how disgusting a blowpipe was. Like the blowpipe is the uh, thing that caused all of this. Because, I mean, crossbows have always just been way worse than any faster attacking weapon. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like the dragon hunter crossbow was intentionally this thing that you're gonna go camp wyverns with you know or brutal black dragons just and True. then it ended up vorkath came out and vorkath was the thing where everyone started crying about it i don't i miss the good old days where you just bring in a hosta for everything just a weak weapon i don't know <laughs> i mean it's kind of funny watching everyone using hosta on like the vasa crystal and stuff like that yeah i don't know uh, and like i I really like how the Zamorakian Hosta looks. I think it's like a very iconic looking weapon, and it just looks really medieval. The lance and stuff, it, everything starts looking really funky, and I don't know, not as, I don't know, maybe it's just a nostalgia factor. That I... I mean, it definitely is. Um, like, it has, like, that more old-school vibe to it. I mean, I guess back then, but nowadays, like, we're not even really in, like, an old-school era anymore, I That's feel. That's true. Uh, so I feel like it's a little different, but um, I mean, pre-raids, you know, the spear, that was like the item that everyone's like, I need this to do corp and stuff like that. Nowadays, you're like, okay, I need that Tivo or I need a scythe or a saying or, you know, ancestral and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I want to hear about Inferno release. So Chambers was out for about six months and then Inferno came out. When did Inferno? At what point did the Inferno become almost 
uh, I don't know, like you pretty much need to get it or you're a noob. Because for a long time, people just stuck with their fire capes because infernal capes were for the absolute champion, like the absolute beast yeah. of the game, you know, like nobody else really went for well, it. I think back then, too, people were like, oh, it's not even worth getting an Infernal Cape. It's like how many attempts it would take. There yeah. wasn't really that much information. Like, you would spend, like, 100 hours, or, well, not 100, but, well, I guess probably actually maybe over 100, uh, depending on how many attempts. And, you know, people were like, oh, it's not worth it, this and that. And I remember for a while there, you know, there was only, like, less than 20 people that had it probably for the first couple of weeks or month. There wasn't really many people. Um I mean, even me, myself, I wasn't really interested in getting it. Um, <laughs> Nobody was. I was terrified yeah. of that place. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I was still, like, I was, yeah, I didn't get it for a while. Um, back, I think back then, too, so I was, like, right around 6,000 or so KC, and people would come into my stream and be like, how are you supposed to be a really good raider? And they were, like, trolling me and talking shit and stuff and, you know, saying how I don't have... Uh, infernal capes i just yeah. like one day i was like okay i'll whatever i'll just go get it just to make people stop trolling <laughs> but then let uh, like looking back at it now you know i got trolled even more because i don't know if you heard about my uh zuck history <laughs> no tell uh, uh my first infernal cape um so like my first attempt at zuck i actually almost got the cape on the first zuck uh, I tanked so many Zuck hits that I died to healers. Like, I'd never actually... <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever actually died from a Zuck hit itself still. Wow. Uh, and so I tanked, like, three or four hits, and then I died to healers because I was so low that, like, I ran out of bruise. So I never actually died to Zuck itself. And then my second Zuck in... I think I tanked six hits for a combined damage of, like, 35. And then I got, <laughs> and then I got the cape. <laughs> Dude, it reminds so, me... I don't know if you ever watched a lesson. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He was uh, one of those names back then that was like a, a familiar face back then. Yeah, he he went for, when he was going for his infernal cape. He, and he was already a raid god at that time when he was trying to get his cape. He just wanted to get a Tebow or something before he was using a dragon hunter crossbow as his main weapon against Zook. But he was there's a clip of him at three HP and he goes beyond the shield and Zook just splashes on him. And he gets the cape. I'm like, dude, you're three HP. Like, yeah, Jesus. Uh, even my current infernal cape that I have ran on my second one. Um, I tanked three Zuck hits and the Jad hit during Zuck. God uh, damn. And yeah, same, yeah. same story, kind of. But it, like, I got so pissed because I, Zuck was like, you know, Jad or. So I killed Jad. I think I killed Healer. Zuck was like 300 HP. And then I got, I tanked three hits between 300 HP and zero. So I was like, I, I almost needed to prove that I'm not going to tank any Zuck hits just to like not get trolled. And then I end up like tanking <laughs> Zuck hits again. Oh, it's so funny. I, I was really unlucky with Zuck hits. Uh, my, I was like, I, I think to this day, I've only ever tanked one Zuck hit where I didn't die. But I've probably died from zook over like 100 hp uh like nine or ten times i just always get unlucky i mean i think that's almost how it should be i feel like uh i mean that infernal, that should be one of the things where like if you get hit by that you're dead no matter like you're 100 percent dead i still like that there is a chance of you living uh and i think it's totally fair you just got fucking lucky 
as hell. Yeah, cause... yeah. People were so pissed. Like my whole chat was just filled with question marks, and like <laughs> I think even like Lake was watching, and he was like, "Drop it right now." <laughs> like, it was funny. Oh god, dude, Lake's a legend. Yeah. What? So what did Lake? Okay, so all I know from Lake because I I used to watch him way back then, and I was watching his No Pillar Inferno. Was the No Pillar Inferno the thing that really made him blow up, or were there things prior to that? Um, I think, like I said, I think he was even around before raids like the God Wars Dungeon days, um, like flicking God Wars Dungeon. I'm not 100% sure on that. I know for sure Cloud Badass and Reed were like the two crazy like flickers back then. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure Lake was still kind of like uh, decently big back then. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially Inferno, that, that, that kind of like made him stand out a lot. Uh, once he did that and you know his raids uh his solo raids and stuff that he's done it's crazy just so much talent yeah watching people solo raid i remember watching hauke just just popped into a stream back when i was a noob and he's doing the little i think he was just doing the step back at tecton it wasn't even like the walk around it was just the step back and it was just like how how do you know what you're doing like yeah how are you doing this and everything remember, you yeah, do, just, yeah when we would do that with whip since you know obviously it doesn't really work with scythe uh with whip like you just felt like a god when you just like step back and then step back in and then step back and then step <laughs> in and, like... losing two ticks every hit yeah or wait are you saying for teams or for solos oh I guess no in... for teams okay yeah, and teams, teams i guess you could just keep then, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. And then everyone, you know, started doing, like, stepping around and running around. Yeah, um, interesting. I, remember, I don't know who was the first person who started doing the Redemption Vesp in solos, at least. But uh, after seeing that, you know, people were like, oh, maybe we should test it out in teams. But then everyone was like, nah, it's probably, you know, not worth it. You're going to use too many restores. Because uh, I think in Team Vesp, it can take a little longer sometimes. Well, not in CMs, but in regular uh back then you know it would, it would take a little while probably as we we're missing like 50 ticks but um eventually we you know we tried it out and then everyone's like why would you ever do vesp the regular way or i guess redemption vesp is the regular way nowadays yeah crazy so why i'm i still am looking at this video that you linked it's just funny how everyone used void was that was void actually best in slot oh, or was it that Oh, I forgot. Because uh, I know probably, there wasn't ferocious They, they, nerf, they nerfed Void uh, like a while ago. Well, probably like a little bit after Raids came out. Oh, yeah, void, for but, range but Void, right? Then, yeah, back then, I'm pretty sure that was pre-nerf. So it was like way better. I mean, even nowadays, Void's actually better in like quite a bit of rotations um, in regular Raids. Well, for uh, range, like, it just like you don't even yeah. have melee gear. Oh, yeah, back then, I think it was just... Yeah, you use melee void, but I think melee void was actually got nerfed as well. I forgot. Uh, I'm pretty sure it got nerfed as well. It might have. I just I know there wasn't ferocious gloves at this time either. Yeah. Or, you know, helm of. Well, I guess there was a serp helm, which was pretty big. But yeah, yeah crazy that, times. I don't know. They they changed quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, it was back then. You know, they never really. I don't think they ever really looked into the calcs too much to see how op things were so you know they had to nerf void they nerfed tebow uh 
you know, they may change this to some other stuff. So, and then for some reason they still didn't make any, like they realized the stuff was OP and then like, okay, blowpipe's not OP. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> I don't know how they, like they, what made them finally realize, you know, blowpipe's OP and back then they were just nerfing other things, but then blowpipe's just like, yeah, that's fine. It comes from Zolra. It's good. Yeah. Uh, crazy. What? Okay. So you mentioned you know people would troll you for not having an infernal cape when did that start happening of this uh inferno cape elitism because i know it didn't happen Um, right on release when when do you think was the time when it finally started uh i wonder if i can look back to see like some time periods on some of these videos that i have that uh to see when i got my infernal cape but so infernal came like july so raids was january inferno was i think july 7th or it was June. Like it was like June. Or June. Yeah. Early yeah, June some, sometime. Yeah. Uh, so I think probably like August, like a couple months probably, maybe like three, two or three months. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I was anywhere near like, you know, the the fir- like some of the first people that got it. I was you were getting like, trolled three months in already? Like yeah, nobody probably. had an Infernal Cape even, well, even six months after I felt like. I mean, people had them, but they were, like, you know, the good PVMers. And back then, you know, I was considered, like, you know, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm cocky, but I feel like back then most people did consider me as, like, one of the better people because I was doing speedrunning. Yeah. Uh, and there wasn't – back then there wasn't really as many names as there is nowadays. Nowadays there's so many good PVMers. Like, I'm not even close to, like, the top PVMer nowadays. So I think there were – back then, you know, there wasn't really as many names and – people would come into the chat and be like, hey, why don't you have Infernal Cape? And like, oh, how can you have this high rates KC or do rates this fast but no Infernal Cape and this and that? And Yeah. So I think that's kind of why. Like maybe if I was just like a casual PVMer, I probably would, you know, people wouldn't have that elitism. And back then too, it was probably all people who didn't even have Infernal Cape themselves. (laughs) Yeah, it it always is. Yeah, it always (laughs) is. Like, the people who troll are the people who are, like, the worst, usually, so... Yeah. They're just trying to get, like, a reaction out of you or whatever. No, seriously, like, if nobody that has an Infernal Cape really gives a shit. Yeah, nobody... (laughs) No, it is funny how it works. It's funny, too, because, like, after I got mine, like, most of my team got it, or actually... And that's another thing. I was one of the only people on my team that didn't have one. Like, most of my, like, core teammates had them. And uh, going back to, like, one of my friend's reels, he even after TOB came out, I'm pretty sure he still didn't get Infernal Cape. And uh, people would come into my stream and just, like, flame him so much because he was the only person that didn't have one. (laughs) And it broke him to the point where he literally got it just to, like, I mean, same as me, pretty much, yeah, to, like, shut him up and... Even uh, Pihiz, he's he's a pretty big, or I, I wouldn't say he's like super big because he doesn't make like co- uh, content, but he's like a really good Cox Raider now. And I take him along, and he wouldn't he didn't have Infernal Cape, and same same thing. Everyone would just bully him, and yeah, be like who's that guy without Infernal Cape? They're like, why are you raiding with someone without Infernal Cape? <laughs> like I don't care. Like they're my friends or whatever. I yeah. mean, I'm just yeah. Okay, so. Theater of Blood came out afterward. What about about a year and a half after Chambers? So, oh yeah. So, uh, stepping back a little bit before then, um, I don't know if you knew. I got invited to test Tob with the content creators. Oh wow! Uh, so I actually flew out to Jagex uh, for a week with all the content creators. Uh, 
to test TOB. And I made a tweet like a year ago too, and it was actually pretty embarrassing. So there was like 12 of us in this room at Jagex. Uh, it was three teams of four. I think one team, it was me, Lake, Wooks, and uh, Nublet. He was an RS3 person at the time. Um, and then the other team, I think, was uh, Zulu, Reed, uh, Cloud, and I think Mammal. And then another team was like Bodhi, Dalek. Um, uh, who else was there? I wonder if I can find a list. There's a couple other people. Uh, let me see. So, that, yeah, it was three teams of four, and I was on Wooks' team, of course. Oh, yeah, there's Dead Wilson um, and Curtis, or okay. MMO. Or, uh, and uh, it was I was on Wooks' team, and we walk into Maiden... And of course, I'm the first person to die out of everyone, and I'm on <laughs> Wooks's team. Oh no! And like, I made a tweet, and I'm like, if like if you think you're bad, just just remember the time where I had the most embarrassing moment where I'm paired up with Wooks and I die first. God! <laughs> I, I think I was like praying melee against Maiden, and I'm just AFKing in blood, and I just die. <laughs> and like so back bad. then, blood spawns didn't even exist when we were testing. He Maiden just like shot out blood, and that was it. So I'm literally just AFKing and blood. And it's not even a blood spawn. It's just blood. And <laughs> I'm just like, dude, oh, it was God. so bad. See, I'm really dumb when it comes to new content that I'm completely unfamiliar with. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, like, There's I people mean, like Wooks that start solving everything on release. I'm so dumb when it comes to re- I need to see like a guide or something before I ever. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not usually like. I, I'm usually trying to pay attention not to die on new content rather than like solving mechanics right away. But yeah, um, I mean it's definitely like like then at least too you're on a computer like you don't have your mouse, you don't have your keyboard, you don't like I didn't even set my F keys, so I think oh, that's when it, like true. I think that's probably why I was praying melee. I don't even remember why I was, but like everything so I didn't different. I didn't set my F keys, I didn't set my quick prayers, like I didn't yeah. There's so much stuff that like it kind of set like sets you up for failure when you're not at your own setup that's true so it was, it was pretty much doomed but yeah i remember maiden um i think the i don't remember if the if the red spiders kept spawning or i don't think they spawn or maybe they did spawn at 70 50 30 still but uh yeah there wasn't any blood spawns um i think that was one of the main differences at maiden compared to now and uh, for everyone that wants to uh, hate on the person who introduced blood spawns, I'm pretty sure Bodhi was uh, <laughs> the person. He, uh, when we were there asking feedback, he's like, "Yeah, I think it's kind of uh, you know you need to make it more challenging, so you have to step in certain spots at Maiden." And uh, they're like, "Okay, well here's blood spawns." And God like, damn it, Bodhi. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like he wanted specifically blood spawns, but yeah. where he's coming from is, you know, if it's just blood splats, then you don't really have to, like, be strategic with where you're stepping and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a little bit of difference there. And it was kind of, I don't know, I think they should have invited us a little later because they invited the content creators. And then, like, a couple of weeks later, they invited uh, local people um, to do, like, you know, the testing of the stuff that we asked to be put in oh I see. um so it was more like fleshed out and finished then like during testing i almost felt like 
why am I here? Because rates TLB was literally like the per, the worst piece of content you could ever think of. It was it was so easy. There was like no mechanics really. It was super boring. But that's probably why they brought us in to try and like uh you know get better get some insight. of the like yeah like yeah. the bigger PVMers back then trying to flesh stuff out and make things better. But they were still developing bloat rooms, so we didn't even get to test that. So I think uh. they should have like they should have flew us out like when everything's completed you know yeah so it's kind of unfortunate that you know bloat wasn't completed uh nilo was like seven minutes long all it was was small nilos there was no bigs there was no boss <laughs> and like That's you know so how boring. there's the percent yeah you know that there's the percentage bar yeah we thought that when it goes to zero then like you're done with the room but like that means that you're dead so we're like okay we're almost done like there's no indication on like when the room ends if you know what i mean (laughs) so it's just like oh my god we just it goes to zero and we all wipe and we're just like what but um then you know after feedback uh they added in the the big nylos they added in the boss um i think i think that's only changes for that uh so to say uh, he spawns like in the middle of the maze at the beginning, and after you kill the first phase, then he spawns at the end of the maze. And uh, I think it was just mage orbs back then. I think I there might have been range orbs, but they might have still hit mage damage uh, instead of range. Mm. So it was like pretty chilling. Like you just sat there, and I think for the maze, we just like screenshotted the maze and just like walked through like that. Um, but yeah, they changed, you know, they made, so to say, spawn at the end, at the beginning. Um, I, I don't think he meleeed either back then, so there was there was some change. Oh yeah, there was no tornado on the maze. Oh. So, so we, just... we, we were like, you can literally take as much time as you want, like, you need this needs to be time-gated, like, you need to be fast on this, so then they put in the, the tornadoes. Interesting. Um, and then the chest, I don't know if you remember the chest at the beginning. Um, you couldn't choose what you wanted. Yeah, right? yeah, you just get, like, random pots. And uh, back then, you would get range pots, you'd get super combats, you'd get ma- magic pots. And then I was like, you probably shouldn't be giving this stuff out because, you know, people are going to do the stam farming that they were doing, but for, like, super combats and range pots. So um, they removed some of those rewards. But yeah, back then I remember. Yeah, the chest was it pretty sucked interesting. for irons initially. Yeah, yeah, it was so bad. You like if you get unlucky, you're just screwed. <laughs> so funny. Um, and then I remember Verzig was like everyone had to bring in like ten brews and shit. Like nobody knew what they were doing. Yeah. Then after so to say during testing, there was Zarpus. Uh, there was no screech phase. You just do P one, which was extra long. Uh, yeah, it was even longer than what it, what it was on release. And then really? after release, oh. it took them like a couple months or a year to make it even faster. Uh, and then you just kill the boss, and then there is no screech phase. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of like... Was there poison throughout the entire time then being thrown at yeah, you? Yeah. Damn, that would have been really that, tough then. Well, I don't think there was as much HP. I don't really remember too okay. much. It's hard to remember all this stuff. Um we were able to record what we were doing, but we just couldn't release it until after TOB came out. Mm. Um, I remember I recorded, but I forgot to email myself the files and whatnot. So they were just stuck on the Jagex computers. Mm. Wooks actually <laughs> did. So he 
he actually uh, when i said that i died in wooks's team he actually went back to his videos and saw <laughs> and took a screenshot <laughs> so it, like it just sucks because that's like one of my one moment to shine and now yeah. Wooks just thinks i'm a permanent noob forever god so it's like peace um i think mammal actually released some videos of tob testing as well yeah i had um, him on the cast he was kind of talking about his fly out to jagex as well with this yeah yeah it was it was a really fun experience i mean yeah that's sick uh, to be invited were, to go out there like yeah there were, it was random because uh one morning i like got up and then like before i started the stream i watched curtis and then he's like he's like should i leak the list and then the stream's like yeah go on do it and then he says my name and i'm like wait what and then back then i didn't use twitter as much as i did now and i hop on twitter and I have a DM from Archie saying like, "Hey, you got invited to TOB testing, blah blah blah," and we had a group chat, and I was like, "Damn, like that's crazy!" And then they had the the live stream that they announced, you know, all the people that that flew out there. And, um, I think me, uh, Lake Zulu, and Reed got there a day before everyone else, so we got to like walk around Cambridge or Cambridge or whatever it's called, yeah. uh, and you know, we got to hang out and stuff. It was pretty cool. That's sick. They oh, brought that's us so cool. Like they brought they, this hotel we were at was really nice. Uh, they brought us to like some pretty fancy restaurants. Uh, we went to a restaurant called Marco Perry White, and uh, that one, I'm pretty sure Marco Perry White, he was the person who taught Gordon Ramsay how to be a chef. Wow. Let me actually Google him <laughs> real quick. Uh, so it's his restaurant, and uh, let's see. Uh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that he. Yeah, I'm pre- pretty sure that was his like mentor. But um, that restaurant was like crazy. We had to before we even got flown out to Jagex, like a c- couple weeks or a month before, they had to like uh, reserve the tables. They had to reserve the food. Like you had to pick your entree, your uh, appetizer, and your dessert and stuff before we even like went to the restaurant. Oh wow! So it's like a five diamond restaurant, pretty much. That was just like three sets of silverware like wine glasses this and that is is pretty cool like God jagex, damn. jagex definitely like treats the content creators right i mean i know i talk a lot of shit about them nowadays so i probably won't ever get invited out there again <laughs> but like uh i mean they it was definitely like very welcoming you know everyone was friendly the jagex facility or the hq was super nice um yeah, yeah that, that was a little off topic uh going yeah. back to tob uh um, where one sec like i just remember uh I was talking to Foe as well. He went out to the Dead Man Mansions. Like, hmm. God, like, that's like, you're treating your content creators like, damn. Yeah. yeah, they've done a lot of stuff. I mean, obviously with COVID, uh, you know, hasn't really been as, uh, you know, they can't fly everyone out. Uh, a couple months after TOB testing, Archie actually messaged me again to get flown out to RuneFest. But I think I had, like, a conflict of timing, so I couldn't go. Um, oh, dang. Yeah, they they were, you know, always really nice. Um, before Wolf quit, he was, like, messaging a lot of content creators about getting, like, flown out again. So I got put on the list, but uh, COVID hit. So it was, like, no one's getting flown out then at that point. So Wow. Um, but, yeah, they, with the mansions, I mean, all of the, like, anytime they, like, send people out there, even if you're, like, a local, they definitely, like, treat everyone really good. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just nice to, like, talk to the J-Mods face-to-face and stuff. Yeah, that's, um, that's awesome. Everyone's sitting there fanboying Ash and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even uh, to be yeah. in the presence of Wooks, like, 
Wooks yeah, on your team? Yeah, uh, I think Wooks, uh, he had work, so he was there, like, pretty short. Like, he was only there oh, for okay. a day or two. Uh, but, yeah, he walked in, and everyone's just like, holy shit, it's Wooks. Like, <laughs> and then Wooks comes up to me before the testing, and he's like, who are you? I'm like, damn. God, I want to I want to go to RuneFest, man. I want to just experience that. It's so sick. Yeah. Okay, back to Theater Blood. Um, yeah, so I was talking about all the other rooms, and then you get to Verzik. Uh, day one, we couldn't even test Verzik. The Dawnbringer was broken, and P1 was invincible. So it's like, I don't know, it's kind of unfortunate that like they didn't iron out some of the stuff before we came because it, it almost felt like we had wasted time yeah you know we get there we couldn't even test p1 we had to we were all on like gmod accounts so we had to use the uh like the potato or the egg yeah. or whatever <laughs> and uh i kept on using like the uh the one hit thing so i just one hit p1 just to get past p1 um and put on like invincibility just so i can get through p1 and then p2 um i think the lightning thing was like it didn't actually hit you for the 50 damage or whatever if you got hit uh, you just kind of ignore that. Um, the like, I think at the red nylos that pop out. Um, pretty sure they would just like walk away and go towards like the walls. Like they would just walk away from you. So you're like sitting there chasing them down. So like, the the electricity ball or the lightning ball would like Guaranteed destroy. Yeah. They would destroy you nowadays, but back then it didn't hit you. So it was like, kind of like there wasn't really. I don't know. Maybe it's because everything wasn't completed, but it didn't really feel that like challenging, you know? Yeah. I mean, you did have invincibility, but. <laughs> well, no, no. That was just like, that was just for, for P1, P1, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then P3 didn't exist. Uh, they were keeping that quiet, though. Uh, okay. Because, you know, they didn't They want wanted to make to, it like... seem like the raid was over almost. That's yeah. Um, so we didn't even have a P3. I think it just didn't exist back then, and they added it in. Um, that's cool, yeah, was, I think that's a good thing to do. Yeah, because then everyone's kind of out of the loop. Like, even though you tested it, you don't know all of the mechanics. Yeah. And then, you know, looking back at it now, every single room, they added on extra mechanics to what, like, there was, like, two or three mechanics extra compared to what we had when we were testing, so... It's not like we could just straight stream and then, like, know everything right away. I mean, we were st still struggling on release. Like, they had their stream where they were talking about TOB and, you know, the content creators that got, that got invited. And, you know, it's 12 of us. And it's actually pretty cool because there's RS3 testers there testing uh, RS3 stuff as well. Like, Elite Dungeons, I think is what it was called. So it's cool meeting, like, some of those bigger names over there. Um, and, you know, it's very, like, welcoming experience and stuff. And... Um, during their stream where they announced who got invited, I kind of got like my 15 seconds of fame or whatever they call it, uh, because they like put on the list and then, you know, uh, the Gmods, like some of them didn't know who got invited and they're like, whoa, you know, it's these people, this and that. And then, uh, Mod Ash casually say, says, oh, Lucid Dream, we named the music track after him. Wow. So they, I, I don't know if you know that music track in, um, uh, in, dragon slayer 2 uh, where you fight robert the strong uh there's lucid dream and then lucid nightmare are the two songs um that's sick so, i yeah, didn't even know that was a thing yeah they're, they're pretty decent soundtracks i mean i don't listen to like the yeah, soundtracks on rs does. but <laughs> yeah, no one really i mean some people do because they're actually like pretty good but um 
is pretty cool, you know, because there's other content creators that have gotten, you know, like characters named after them or this and that. And so it's pretty cool to, you know, hear about that. I'm like, damn. And it like thinking about it, it almost makes sense because I had the highest Ulm Casey or Raids Casey and Ulm's Dragon. So I was like the top Dragon Slayer at the time. Mm. And Dragon Slayer 2 didn't come out until after Raids. So it's like it kind of fits. I mean, I don't know if that's the reason why I, that was like named after me but yeah that's so cool though like like not a lot of people even know about that because i don't really like i don't i don't like bragging about it or anything and yeah who knows if that's even true like what <laughs> if ash is just saying that like yeah. so but yeah i don't know I uh, no was... I, I had no idea that's really that's really yeah cool. i thought it was cool um i need a track called Sebe. let's get that let's get that. <laughs> <laughs> just totally random reads three or <laughs> the new quest from there um and then, like, right after that, I mean, I was messaging Archie, like, one-on-one -on -one for a little bit because I didn't have my passport at the time, and I had to get it expedited because they gave us, like, a two-month heads-up. Mm. Um, because passports kind of usually take, like, three yeah, to six months or something. Yeah. So I had to, like, go to, like, the pass passport offices and, like, get it expedited and whatnot. But uh, he, he, like, mentioned in the stream, he's like, oh, Lucid Dream, he has, like the highest like rates KC, so that's like an obvious invitation or something like that and i'm like damn i got that i got the double shout out there that's so cool yeah it's, that's it's pretty cool um so what are the diff so, sorry what what are the differences i guess uh fun wise and mechanics wise like between chambers of zarek and theater of blood like what which is better i guess in your eyes Oh, that's like, it's such a hard one because I mean, I feel like I can't really talk shit about TOB because everyone's gonna be like Nyla waves, Nyla waves. But, um, I mean, I think they're both pretty unique in their own ways and I think they're both fun. Um, I'm not really like into TOB as much nowadays as I used to be, um, probably because I'm not like as good at it now, like anymore compared, but I feel like TOB, you almost have to camp it at, because of like. You have to memorize so many things there. Oh, yeah. Especially Nyla Waves. Like, I haven't done TOB since, like, hard mode release. It's been, like, only, like, two months, and I already forgot Nyla Waves again. Like, I used to... I remember before I stopped doing TOB, I would just... I'd know every single wave, like... It's, like, like really rhythmic, and then now I'm just, like, lost. I don't even remember what the next wave since coming in. Yeah, I'm um, dog shit at, at, <laughs> at Nyla Waves. I don't know. I, I mean, it's, a, it's rough. Yeah, or there's so much be. memorization as well, and you got to like yeah. actually study it. I feel like rather than just oh like, yeah, do it a million times. Like, um, I don't know if you know some of the names from my TOB team, like Rusty and Golpar, and uh, I mean they were like the two names that still do TOB. They're like the some of the better TOB, or like I'd probably say the best TOBers in the game still. Yeah. Um, and they like they have that shit like. I, in in my group chat, there's literally like 800 page documents of them just talking about Nyla waves and just like <laughs> arguing about saving a tick here, like 257 trio this, 255 trio that, this and that, and like Jesus Christ, yeah. No, that's, that's why sick, I'm like though. I can't. That's why I was saying I can't really say anything bad about that because then they're just like going to be in my DMs, like why would you guys talk shit about Nyla waves? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I mean, I think. TOB like some of the rooms are kind of just like chill and AFK and yeah. I mean so is so is like raids one I think they both have their like 
good mechanical rooms, then they also have their rooms that are kind of like the filler rooms. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it definitely seems like Nilo's like that one room that stands out at TOB at least. Um, I actually like, I mean, I like Nilo a lot personally. Like on release, everyone was talking crap about Nilo. They were like, you know, Maiden's my favorite room, this and that. <laughs> like Nilo's bad, it takes too long. But I always thought that the waves were really interesting trying to do them fast. The boss is. It's, like, not insanely hard, but, like, it tests your skill, like, your reaction time of switching and yep. getting your prayers up and attacking, like, not missing ticks. Like, the boss is also pretty hard. Like, I like I like content that you click a lot and you switch a lot and stuff, so I think the boss is nice. Yeah, the boss is actually always my favorite part, and people would always be like, no, the waves are, like, the fun part. I've never enjoyed the Nyla waves. They're so boring to me. But that's because I never studied it and got good at it. I just yeah, just wanted to get it over with. Yeah, I've had my uh, friend Rusty, he, like, sends me, like, v- VODs of him doing Nilo, and he's like, study this, since I haven't done it in a while, and <laughs> he's like, this is how you do perfect Nilo. They get, like, super into it and stuff, but... That's intimidating. Um, doing all those, like, theater of blood tasks for uh, all the combat achievements was pretty daunting, because yep. I just... Yeah, perfect theater, that is... Dude, we won like... and done it. I swear really? to God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We I woke like up one morning... Bit. We just sent it. Huh. I mean... I feel like everyone struggles with that one. It's, it's it's rough. It's tough, but, I mean, all I was doing for the past few weeks, and these people were already Grandmasters that I went with, mm-hmm. so, like, I went with two Grandmasters that had already done it, which has definitely made it a lot easier if I knew what they were doing. But on top of that, I had just been camping Theater of Blood for just random stuff for the past week or two, and, yeah, I don't know, I just... I felt very confident that as long as we just read all the things that we need to do, don't try to be greedy, just don't try to go fast, just do the mechanics, like, it'll be fine. Yeah, I feel like uh, probably a reason why most of the, like, really good raiders probably struggle with perfect theater still is, like, some of the stuff that you have to do in there is, like, you you're not doing stuff like the way you do in yeah, a speedrun aspect like if you like the the proper strats nowadays you, you can't do the proper strats if you're trying to do perfect theater ex- like exactly it's counterintuitive to like yeah. everything you you've been taught i mean i didn't even know that if you hit it a nilo with the wrong attack style that it, you lose the task already i, yeah. I found that out like a couple days ago i'm like wow that is like if you scythe a, a big yeah you can't even scythe. 100 yeah you just don't that's even rough. pull it out and it's really guess, annoying because if you click on one that was a different style and it switches that next tick, but you already had it highlighted, it'll still attack it if you're close enough. Yeah. Huh, brutal. That's, yeah, that's rough. I think that one thing that kind of defeats that task a little bit, though, is uh, all of the plugins at TOB, they have wheelchair Nilo. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, you literally can't attack a wrong style. Like, if you're equipping range, you can only click... Uh, click on ranged nilos if you're a mage you can only click on mage so you literally can't misclick an ilo with that plugin oh so I think that, like that's yes. kind of what turned me off on tob speeds like i was still pretty big in speeds at tob when it came out and um then you know everyone started getting all these plugins and then obviously i can't use them because i'm a streamer and stuff yeah. and, and it's just like it's so demotivating that like I can't even try and do speed runs because I, you yep. literally it's impossible to compete. Like there's you, yep. there's it's literally impossible to to compete if you don't have the plugins. Yep. Even entering the because, rooms on certain. Yeah, things. yeah. That that and specifically the Soda Sig plugin, like the maze. Oh yeah, just running it's forward, like, basically. You instantly. lose you lose like five or ten seconds without it, so it's like 
it uh, it sucks. It's like damn. Yeah. So and what I, would you what would you propose? I mean, I know there's been a lot of talk from speedrunners, even Inferno speedrunners, that really want death animations to go away, and all these other things. Like, yeah. Where do we draw the line? And I get I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts? on I mean, that? I think the death animations thing is like they should be removed well either that or you or you can't click on the yes thing. they can like, keep the visual thing just yeah because that's the re- that's their argument that they don't want to get rid of it is because they're like oh the artist spent this time doing the death animation like it looks good this and that but like it's so annoying like at Verzik, if you kill uh like the purples or something it's almost like the click box gets bigger like <laughs> yeah because it explodes so and the whole yeah. fucking screen's a click box yeah um uh, yeah, specifically at Nilo, like people who do fast waves, they use wheelchair plugin. There's actually a a better death a- uh, animation one called Socket Nilo. Uh, that one, if you're all in socket together, um, if you get an XP drop that kills the Nilo, it just disappears for everyone, so they can't like click on the same one as you. So interesting. Uh, that that's like added on top of regular death animations. It's like low ram or whatever is just for yourself. But with the socket one, it's for everyone. So, like, if a mage kills a mage, you can't actually, like, you can't click on the mage either. So That's nuts. It, it, like, it saves ticks because, you know, maybe you'd, maybe you're, you're not thinking exactly the same. So you're, mad, you're like, okay, I see this small mage. I'm going to click on it. And then the other person's thinking that. So it's like if they kill it before you actually click on it, like, even if, even if it's not dead, like, they're, they as long the as it was attacked, drop. yeah. Yeah, if they wow. get the XP drop to kill it, it just disappears right as the XP drop appears. Dude, I gotta say, the talent that goes behind like creating these plugins is insane. Like to do all this stuff for free, like nobody's Runelight's free. Or okay, not yeah. Runelight, but you know, any other client, like I'm assuming yeah. they're all free. The pe- Some of them have added plugins that you pay for, but mm. I'm I don't really know all about like those super OP ones that aren't free, so I just think like we got so much talent in the community. These people that just love the game so much that they're willing to like create these crazy powerful plugins. I'm not saying they should be like legal in the game, some of them, but there's definitely yeah. a, a a healthy line though where we can have really fun plugins that create uh, competition. I guess like a I more, think there's I don't know. It's, there's like a line between like quality of life and like cheating yeah i agree but i think it's hard to separate that line exactly because you could almost say that like everything's quality of life but there's like a line that you have to draw somewhere yeah what do you think about um i know you're a pet hunter as well and you like you're approaching i don't know how close you are you're approaching uh, a thousand master clues looks like going for your blood yeah so what do you think about clue plugins um those quality of life or are those uh i mean i think that it's hard to say i mean they have some of them feel like quality of life but then other ones it's like coming from someone uh on my account lucid that was be uh, like when i did all i did 450 masters on that account and uh so i pretty much actually have over a thousand if you count that but mm. um on that account i all 450 was there was no plugins back then no mass or no like clue plugins like hot, so i did cold. all the, yeah, I did hot and colds. So I'd have the wiki page open where I'm like scanning around and like figuring out like, oh, yeah, it's I'm getting closer, and uh, like it's it was fun back then because it, like there wasn't like as like an efficient way to do clues as there is now. Um, I have yeah, to... you, you like 
you look up on the wiki I, i'd have like every wiki page open yep. uh i had like a pattern for solving like the scroll puzzle things where you just like uh do like a six spot uh, like a three by or a two by three pattern thing to like manipulate the yep. puzzles yep. around yep. Them. um so uh but here's the thing is we already have the resources through third party like wiki and stuff like that so yeah my argument is i mean i'm Honestly, I'm cool with uh, the Clue plugins. I just feel like it's inevitable because if you don't allow them, then people will still use them because most of it's just visual. Yeah. And then I mean, the people that stream just get fucked over. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with them either. Um, and I think I, mean, it, I don't it, think it's taken away fun either. That's the other uh, argument. Yeah, I mean, Clues are still really fun. I think, like, Clues are, like, Master Clues specifically are some of the most fun, like, content in the game like even if i get bloodhound i've been debating on still doing clues just because like the anticipation of clicking on it and then getting like third age or something oh, is just yeah. like it's good speaking at speaking of that i got third age longsword like uh, a couple weeks ago god i, I, s- I must have seen that i think yeah on twitter yeah uh, it was it was third age long uh torture ornament kit and two samurai hats in the same clue jesus christ that is it the is dream like uh but even then, I didn't have, like, a crazy reaction. I, I've always been kind of, like, more chill uh, <laughs> yeah. on reaction side. So I'm just, like, nice. And that's, like, my reaction. I just uh, remember that you got you got an L and you're just, like, we, we, we take those. <laughs> or oh, oh, did you see that clip recently? Yeah, I was, I was doing court boosting or I was going for pet. And, uh, I like, I went to go pick up the Onyx Bolts from the kill before. And then I click and it's an LE as well. And I'm, like, <laughs> like we take those. <laughs> so like everybody would be yelling at the top of their lungs we just got lucid dream just like nice uh do you know what that emote is here i'll put it in the chat that's the we take those emote so it's (laughs) like that's why i said that it's like a saying that like people in oblivion stuff say (laughs) it's like vince mcmahon or whatever his name is just see i almost like money walk i don't know i almost wish i could be chill with my reactions and just you know but it's just organic my my reactions are freak outs if i get something i i will say though my mace it was just relief at that point yeah getting the mace there's there's definitely certain grinds where you're just like you're not even excited you're just like yes i'm finally done yeah (laughs) so i think there's a difference there um i don't know i mean i don't think there's a bad thing about getting super excited if anything it's almost worse to not get excited because then it's like why are you playing this game? You're not even like enjoying it or whatever, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And but there but, is excitement. It's, like, it's just like not Yeah. Displayed. Just like a different form. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um Raids 3 and Next are coming out relatively soon. So uh I know a lot of us want to hear your thoughts and your I don't know, just thoughts on it uh reward ideas raid ideas you know rooms what what do you think i guess we'll start with raids three because next is the i guess the latest announcement and we've heard about raids three for a while so what do you think about raids three as is currently rewards and everything um i mean they haven't really said too much about the rooms um i don't know if you looked at that uh that like notepad document thing that i had of like my proposal for raids three i but uh yeah. I wrote that like back in 2018. It's actually funny. I wrote it like three to six months after TOB, and I like proposed it to uh, 
Archie. I was like, hey, do you want to check out these Race 3 ideas? And he's like, dude, it's too soon. <laughs> I'm like, I, I probably shouldn't, yeah, I probably shouldn't be bringing them up this early. I mean, it hasn't even been that long since TOB came out. But but we all thought uh, the next raid was going to come out a year and a half after. Like, yeah, or like even sooner than that. Like I was thinking, you know, like a year, a year and a half. Uh, I mean, that was the difference between TOB or uh, Cox and TOB yeah. was, uh, was like a year and a half, pretty much exactly. Um, so yeah, and then, you know, it's been like three years or whatever. So I don't know, maybe COVID kind of like put a snag in it a little bit too, but I think at some point you can't really use that as an excuse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that uh, I don't have the DPS calcs that I had uh, deal do. Let me see if I can find them. But um, I definitely think that, you know, everyone has the right about uh, like the correct opinion about the armor. Like I think pretty much everyone's just like, yeah, the armor needs to be fixed. Like, yeah. It's it's just the J mods for some reason, like uh I don't know how vocal some of them are on like other platforms, but in Obliv we have like next and raids three channels to discuss and the J mods like we pretty much just everyone raging at the J mods, but they respond and like they're like, Oh well the armor you can use it at like Kraken, you can use it at Thermi, you can use it at Garg Boss and Sire and this and that and then we're like, dude, this is endgame armor, those are not endgame bosses. Yeah. Like anywhere in game that you use that armor, you're getting slapped like 20s or 40s. It's unavoidable damage. So it's like yeah. one hit at CM Ulm, you're dead. Like you can't even do anything about that. Or you could do ticky and just lose all your DPS for the next five seconds, like yeah. or 15 seconds or however long like your overload is. So it's, um, I mean, even ticky eating with sweets, you lose time. Um, so I think. Most people, their frustrations towards the armor is correct, but I think with the wand and the ward, uh, I don't know if any people are really complaining about the ward, but still people are complaining about the wand for some reason. I think it's because no one really did the calcs, uh, and I have them up in front of me right now. Um, I can link them to you too, so you can yeah, see check it. them out. But uh, the wand and the ward is actually pretty decent. Um, I don't remember the exact D DPS difference between uh, Whip and Scythe when Scythe came out, but I'm pretty sure it was around like 15% or 20%. And uh, this is like right there. This is 13%, uh, 14%, 15.10%. Um, so it's like, it's a pretty big difference. Um, what do you think you know, about think it, the differing attack speeds? I think that's actually what can... So the DPS on paper looks good, but in real world testing or like doing it on bosses, mm -hmm. it might not be as good. Um, it's like take Zor for example. If you do your last hit and it's the two tick hit, you're yeah. gonna lose that big DPS. So it's not gonna be the fifteen percent. It's gonna be like ten percent or maybe even lower than that, depending on yeah, just depending you know on what the how many ticks is. you lose. Yep. Yeah, whatever the cycle is. So it's like it, it's gonna be kind of. Uh, but I think maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that adds more skill to figure out like what ticks to use it on. Um, yeah, no. So sure. you don't like, but but then again, some of it you can't control. Like you can't control you hitting like max hits, and then all of a sudden you can't get your fourth hit off because the boss is already dead. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think it has that kind of like skill gap to it a little bit where it it might make people stand out in terms of skill like not losing dps with it i have um just just going back to masori armor i want you to just i'll just briefly explain 
now after hearing a bunch of different sides of the argument of like, you know, is Missouri good or not? My proposal, and I just want to hear your thoughts on it, is uh, I would love to see the armor come out, scrap low life, have Masori be, and it doesn't have to be called Masori, it could just be a, a different range armor, but um, something that has just a plus two range damage for the body, plus two for legs, and a plus one for helm. So just you're just getting a plus five. So it is the best in slot range armor, but I want it to be the most tanky mage defense we have. So like I think the ACP right now is plus 70 mage defense. I would love to have this as like plus 90. Or just something really, really good that excels with mage defense. So, But it, it could lack a little bit more in the melee defense and the range defense. So technically, Arma would still be better than it in very little aspects. But overall, this armor would just be, you know, the new best in slot armor. What do you think? Yeah, of- I, think, I think that's not, like, too bad because that kind of balances the triangle a little bit where, um, you know... Um, melee is weak to mage uh and whatnot so i think that like that probably kind of fits in the combat triangle i I saw i saw a good proposal by this guy named bogey or he's a friend of mine he's in obliv um he was saying scrap low life and instead have it be like you know it's really good power armor like maybe even better than what you were proposing but uh you get hit recoil damage so you, you say you hit a 70 you get hit a seven back or you, you hit a 60, you get hit six back. So it's like that power armor. Oh, where you wanna do, okay. You want to do fast bursts of DPS, but you also take damage from doing it. So like, say you're 10 HP, like you don't want to do a hit with it. And then like, it's kind of like Ruby bolts kind of like when you hit that, that spec. That's you know, a it, cool it idea. Like I thought it was actually pretty cool. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how well it will fit, but like, say, you know, you want to camp 70 HP or something and you hit a 70, it, it does seven damage back on you that's that's a cool idea so okay 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 listen so just kind of taking from that idea what if the amulet had an effect where every you know maybe 10 percent, maybe 20 percent of the time it does a super large hit and you do get that recoil damage done to you so what about that so it's like a passive effect so it's not happening all the time yeah yeah that could almost be a little bit better because yeah i was concerned about that is like you know what if you're doing like 20 hits in a row with it and you're just like you know you kill yourself from 99 <laughs> hp because yeah. you hit 70s the whole time uh so yeah having that like like you know it's taking that dodge that like dodgy damage thing that they said where it's like eight percent or whatever like say it's like eight or ten percent where you get a bigger hit like yeah it's like ten percent extra damage but you get recoiled on that hit that would be, be fucking they, sick they like doing a lot of stuff like that too like saying for example like you know it's like uh a, it's not like every hit that you get the not heal, a guarantee it's like, yeah. yeah it's not a guarantee and then you also like it doesn't deal like a hundred percent heals so it's like yep it's not a guarantee but it's also like yeah like that kind of that would be cool if more the, the armor alone already was good and it's better than armor um and then on the amulet would be the thing that's affecting yeah the, uh damage and then the recoil that is a fucking brilliant idea I think that's that, cool. that way it kind of like keeps it a little niche still because you take damage from it and it's not like guaranteed where you're gonna get that like uh super big hit 24 7 but yes yes so I, I think that that is a pretty like fleshed out idea i mean i probably 
just that that hearing him say about that recoil thing was like i kind of liked a little bit more than the it's so much better uh, than an than the low life yeah but then having that on top of it instead where it's like a percent chance i think i think the mods wouldn't really be, want that recoil every time so i think it's a little bit like that might be more in their favor of something they would that they would like um yeah i also am just a huge fan of the really high mage defense because i think it's silly that a Carol's top is still our best in slot mage defense for like melee and stuff. I would love a. Yeah, I would if you, love if you do like corp. If you do, uh, well, I think you've been doing corp lately. Like yeah. even with uh, alting corp and stuff, you have like Carol's like bottoms <laughs> on her. Or I think I, uh, instead of Carol's, I was using like third age range top or something. But yeah, uh, but yeah, you you like use that instead because it's like uh, you have to use that even when you're meleeing, which is like why are you using range armor when you're meleeing? It's like I know that I mean, and it it makes sense that range armor should have the most mage defense, but having yeah. something come from that's still from Barrows in 2005 being best in slot is really silly. So that needs to change, and I I'm still sad that currently proposed there's nothing better than a carol stop still in 2022 yeah. i like the idea of that new best and slot corp item because i think that item's already kind of niche that they can that they're coming oh out the with. fang uh, yeah fang. so having it with a uh, like help with corp is something that will like kind of at least will be useful somewhere yes yes, um, yes 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 so and then that'll kind of help that like if you get that item you can go do corp for like at least an Ironman case. Uh, they can go do corp and get the arcane. So then yes. they can use the ward of Alindus or whatever or Elidinus. Elidinus. I don't know how yeah. to say it, but yeah. So that, that is exactly it. Kind of it kind of goes back and forth. Where like you know, if you get lucky and you get the Fang first, you can do corp at least to try and get the arcane to fill in. You know, so it's like yes, it, it kind of goes together. I think another thing too is, um. I mean, I know it's kind of it'd be kind of weird to defend Jagex because you know everyone always has their pitchforks out and stuff. But <laughs> some of these like items that they're coming out with, like we don't know the mechanics of future things. We don't know the mechanics of raids. Like, what if yep. what if Virtus is actually going to be best in slot at raids three just because you use ancients there or something? Like that. I think it's hard because they're getting mad at us for being like ignorant and being like, oh no, it's just trash this and that. And like maybe they have ideas that. It's going to fit in, but they don't want to say the mechanics because they're still trying to keep it a secret. Spoil it, so yeah. it's like, I don't know. I kind of see where they're coming from. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that is the case, but that could be a factor in it. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and then going back on Raids 3, I think we covered um, the rewards a decent amount. So I'm going to go into like rooms and stuff and bring up back my Raids 3 proposal that I, that I had. And... Um, I thought, you know, everyone kind of, um, like, the difference between Cox and TOB, TOB is static. It's the same every time. Cox, at least regular Cox, is dynamic. People don't like the scouting, but it does make it a little bit, like, feel new and unique every raid, if you know what I mean. Yep. So what I had uh, to propose instead of scouting was, uh, well, my this was themed for a pyramid, was my idea. It was either a pyramid or, like, a crypt, but they went with a tomb, which is pretty much a crypt. Um, so I had for the first room, it'd be called, uh, protector of, and then it'd be like tombs of a masket. Uh, and then you'd, uh, you talk to the thing. It, it, my thing was going to be a Sphinx and it would sit outside the raid and you talk to it and then it, you'd have to fight it to gain access to the raid. And then once you're inside the raid, that's when the like different rotations come into play. So you can't scout. It's like an anti-scouting mechanic. Mm. Um, 
I mean, obviously, you'd have all of the same rooms, but it would be like TOB where what if you have like Bloat in the first room, Maiden in the third room, like Nilo in the second room, Zarpus and, you know, yeah. or whatever. So it'd be like it's you'd still get every room every time, but it'd be a different rotation. So I thought that that was kind of like interesting. Um, I don't know if you were around for the TOB announcements, but they had a room called the Keymaster Room. And I think in the desert and like in a pyramid and crypt, that room is actually way better fit than the theater of blood. Um, I don't know if you know that. No, room I don't. At all, but, I don't remember. Uh, it was pretty much a room where they say that you have one like tanky guy that picks up this key, and when you have the key, like all the monsters aggro oh, you pretty much. Oh yeah, I and think I you can't attack with the key, and you like you can't run; you can only walk. And you go from yeah. like you, you have to go from one end of the room to the other end, and like your teammates have to defend you or whatever. Uh, and then obviously you can like drop the key and give it to a different teammate to have them tank or something. So it's kind of like that strategic thing where you have to have someone like you know who can't attack back. You got to have your team defend them. Um, yeah. So I thought that was kind of like an interesting room, and I think that would fit in pretty well in like a pyramid or a crypt style, because um, you know they have all the booby traps, they have all this and that, and. Um, I think it's just better fit for that. Um, and then I had a mummy boss. Uh, so the whole room is filled with torches on the ground. And you have to keep the, like certain parts of the room lit up. And when it's dark, you take damage. So if you're not inside, like say, a 3x3 three three area that's lit up, you'll like take, you know, like twos. Or say it's like a nightmare, for example, where uh, you get hit outside oh, the, the flowers. flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like that where... If you're not inside the lit up areas, you'll take damage. I mean, I, I don't want to like come up with mechanics for everything, but I think that that would be a unique mechanic where like it kind of goes into play like TOB or Maiden where you have to stand on certain tiles. Yeah. Um, so I think that'd be kind of an interesting mechanic. Okay, I have to ask. Did you play Crash Bandicoot when you were a kid? Yeah. Did you play Crash Bandicoot Warped? Um, the third one which one which, yeah i'm not familiar i mean that was i the played one with, a lot of it but i don't remember oh all of your like, ideas games. your ideas reminded me of the like the fifth little uh room that you unlock and like there's five mini bosses or five mini things you do until the boss and there was this one that's kind of desert themed it's like you're in a tomb and you have this little firefly that's like running around you and as soon as it goes out you know you're in pitch black like Hmm. just, just kind of reminds me of that like you need to keep it lit you know i mean some of these probably draw inspirations from like other games that i've played but i might not like it might just Realize be in my it. subconscious yeah you yeah know, that, like you're, you're just like think about it and you're like where did i get that idea from yeah um so i think that would be an interesting room obviously they can i mean that wouldn't be too hard hard by itself but paired with other mechanics i think that actually be pretty unique mm-hmm. um having it where you know well, I guess it's not necessarily unique because Nightmare has something like that, but it's still something where you have to, you know, stay in certain tiles and uh, while you're fighting the boss. Yep. Um, and then I had a, a room that I kind of designed that was similar to Nilo a little bit, where like Nilo, you know, there's lots of strategy to it, at least the waves and the boss, where, um, you know, you have different uh, people who are killing like different styles and stuff. And uh, it's, it's a serpent room. There's nine serpents. There's three mages, three rangers, three melees, and uh, they're kind of lined up, um, kind of like a box or like a square where, you know, they're in line, like it's a three by three pretty much. Mm-hmm. So there's three of different, each style, there's nine, and each style does a different mechanic. So 
you have to kind of choose uh are you going to kill like so one for example it like disables your prayer another one like stuns you another one poisons you so you have to decide like so there's three mages one mage stuns you one mage uh turns off your prayer a different one poisons you and then same with the range of the melee so you have to decide like am i going to kill all three melees am i going to kill all three rangers i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's like, am I going to kill all three of the ones to take off your prayer? Or are you going to kill the ones with this? Like, yeah. are you going to kill one of each one? Um, so, I mean, obviously like those aren't the best mechanics, but you can fill in that, like you could do like three that do each of their own unique things. And, um, it'll, it just has that like strategical part where, um, I think that TOB or TOA, uh, they have that strategic part that they said where there's going to be different paths, uh, where each path that you go down, like it's going to make the rest of the raid different and make you think like, which one do I kill first? Yeah. So I don't know if they necessarily took inspiration from this room, but I did show that. All right. You know, I talked to them about this room and I think that, I think it's a pretty solid room in my opinion. Uh, obviously, you know, they have to flesh out the like exact mechanics and stuff, but it makes you think kind of like Nilo where it's like, which one do you kill first? Like, mm. you know, I like the the Nilo aspect where it's team coordination, and that's exactly what this room would be. Are you a fan of puzzles, like, or are yeah. you more of a fan of combat yeah, only? Like, I know a lot of people but, love the theater of blood I mean, aspect. I, yeah, I like combat only as well. I think puzzles have their place. Um, I mean, I don't know if you'd really call Cox rooms puzzles. They're not. I mean, not. They're called puzzles, but like they're not. But the thing with that though is, if they do have puzzles, they're just going to be third-party plugins that yep. just solve the shit for you in like the f- first week. So, yeah, uh, that's actually another thing that I had in there was puzzle rooms. Feel it actually fit in a crypt or a pyramid because like the puzzles would be like booby traps or something. Um, yeah, so it actually fit the theme quite well having like certain puzzles. Like, oh, you have to step on these tiles in a certain order, and that can kind of go back to the mummy boss that I was talking about, like. Maybe instead of like standing in the lit up sections, you have to stand on certain tiles while you're attacking it, and I don't know. See, what I think would what would be cool is um, a puzzle that's really team based. So yeah, like you can. Not, there's always going to be plugins for everything, but I'm thinking uh, like what if what if it would show? I don't know. There there's something that's saying like make this shape or something. And you have to almost make this certain shape with your teammates. So if you're in like a five man and it's telling you to make like, 
I don't know, a Pentagon or something. You have to like, yeah, you all have to be in a certain position almost to make it or you know, yeah, things like I, that where it's like really team based. So it's similar to Crab Room, I guess. Like Crabs is the only thing in Chambers that's somewhat puzzle based, but it's very basic. And it's yeah. a little, I don't know, it's a little uh, boring. That kind of reminds me of like uh, entering DKs. I have to step on the two tiles. Yeah. So that, that kind of ha- makes has me go back to like the puzzle aspect of the booby trap where like you all have to stand on your own tiles to like either it, whether it be in a certain shape or like a line or whatever uh, can add that aspect where, um, you know, you have to yeah. be in a certain formation or whatever. See, and what would make it even more interesting, probably annoying as well, but like imagine if crabs, um, there were other things that you were worried about. So it's not just get the crystal here and pray melee, but there's, are there there's like a little minion that follows the orb that tries to like eat the orb or something and yeah just, just like, like something orb, else like, that's or, like yeah. causing another dynamic or even what if the crabs changed colors so you oh, really gotta so- fucking focus you're like yeah like so or, yeah you, you can't even attack them you can they just change colors by themselves or something yeah something like that and then as well as the crabs would stop just attacking melee so you have to always pray the right thing as yeah. well so there's just so much more going on like that again it might be really tedious but it could also be really fun if it's done well. Yeah. Um I sent I sent you the like proposal thing that I wrote down as well just so you can look at it and whatnot, but uh I don't know if you like did you think that the serpent room was uh like something that could be interesting or I've heard what, so what many ideas on that? from Raids 3 and uh like I had glanced at this um prior so I didn't like uh, I didn't like think about it much afterward, but um, yeah. No, I I I remember Lopsy had an idea as well. If, um, I was talking to him on the Sebe cast, and he had a bunch of ideas for raid strain. One of them was like a puzzle, like imagine like a a soda seg path, but it's I don't know how we explain it. He explained it in a certain way, but basically there are there's a person at each of the two ends and uh you're getting through this like i don't know five by 25 thing so it's like you know it's 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 five tiles wide but it's 25 tiles uh lengthwise and basically there would be like little boulders you have to push and stuff to get past it but whatever you do on your side is causing an effect on the other side so like you're both trying to get past this little thing to get to the next room and Mm -hmm. uh I don't know. There's, I, I would suck at explaining it, but there are yeah, a lot of puzzle mean. things that you can do that wouldn't be completely solved by a third-party plugin. Like you'd still have to put in thought every time, and it could randomize. Well, I feel like if, oh yeah, I guess if it's randomized, I was just gonna say if it's the same every time, or not necessarily the same, but like s- close to the same, you could just use the socket plugin that you'd all be in the party together, yeah, and then and then that would solve through that because it would like say which one to click on, but. That boulder movement thing, I think there's something similar to that on RS3 and, like, quests. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that stuff like that is definitely... Uh, or it kind of reminds me, like, Dungeoneering with some of the puzzles in there. Um, obviously, nowadays, those puzzles are super easy in Dungeoneering, but at least they make you kind of, like, think and stuff. And I guess if you do them wrong, they can take quite a while. Yeah. One, one thing that needs to be done, though, and I think Jagex, the team, can finally kind of understands what's fun in a fight uh based on them 
based on what Nightmare was and Fasani's Nightmare. Fasani's Nightmare is just so much better in every way. But um, I think so. Just, just kind of going back to the boulder thing, like pushing a boulder should not slow down the pace. I feel like if you moved a boulder, it should move instantaneously. It should almost, you know, be like attacking something. Where like if you're two tiles away, you you can attack it instantly. You don't have to run yeah. up two tiles and then attack it. Like we need fast paced stuff. That's what we really need. That's what keeps the raid engaging. Having a thieving room mid fucking raid is the worst idea. Or like an ice demon where you're just that, sitting there chopping trees. Like oh my god, the pace that is kind gone. of re- that like reminds me of uh like the boulder at, at uh, Cox. Like sometimes it's like instant, and then sometimes it's like twenty ticks later. Yeah, no. It, I, it, I, I just think yeah. of that when you when you were saying about the, like it not slowing you down. It just reminds <laughs> yeah. me of that where it's like sometimes it slows you down and then sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, it like depends on it's the funny. tick you do it. Um, I agree with you kind of on ice demon, but I think thieving. I've kind of grown. Well, I guess maybe it's because I've been doing so much CM speeds, but kind of grown to appreciate like how kind of how strategic like perfecting thieving can actually be. Like we just learned about squirk juice, you know, like a year ago or so. Yeah. Uh, what's that wet, red beer in your inventory? I and mean, yeah. everyone always asks me that. They're like, what is that? Um, that's but, cool that like, that has an actual Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, that's actually, like, I think that that's actually one of, like, the coolest, most niche mechanics that we've figured out more recently. Like, I don't think there's a cooler, like, item for any kind of raid speed run besides the squirk. Like, it's so basic, but it's, like, it's so interesting that, you would never think about it and then all of a sudden it's just a thing where it's like one of the most time saving items and it's super good and um yeah, and with that, thieving, that's cool. That's cool to me. At least at least in team aspects we've kind of uh like grown to like optimize thieving as much as possible. Like we go to the the same spots every time. Uh we have certain things where we have call outs where we end up shifting to different spots. Uh, when people dump to save a tick each person and stuff like that so yeah. uh just optimizing it and i mean obviously it's it's not like a combat room but i think that you know a lot of people say it's really bad i mean it used to be even worse than what it is now but i've kind of grown to appreciate like the strategic part kind of behind it like perfecting it i mean there's still rng there but that is true in, in min- minimizing sizes. tick lot yeah yeah in team size at least it's yeah. it's all about uh minimizing tick loss uh you know the squirk juice helps a lot with extra grubs to make it even faster um and yeah i think it's i don't know i mean it's still not it's still probably on the lower list of of rooms but there is ways i remember back interesting back before vanguards used to drop pots i would always say vanguards was my favorite room because i thought that like you know killing them was really cool and you know strategical but Everyone would just like talk shit about it and hate on Vanguard so much. I know that was Casey's favorite room. Back when yeah. Casey was doing a shit ton of raids and CMs. I, yeah, I remember when I was hired Casey, I like uh I became friends with Casey for a little while. I mean I still say that I'm friends with him, but we don't really talk much. And yeah. uh I, I brought him on raids and I remember we were in like the thieving room one time and, and uh he had like his assembler on still for some or I forgot what room it was. He had like assembler when he didn't need it on or need to have it on. And, and he's like, oh, I got my backpack on going to school to get taught by lucid or something like that. <laughs> I have like a screenshot of it still just because I thought it was funny, but uh, yeah. But going back to the TOA rooms that I had, um, 
I have another room idea. I guess the Serpent Room isn't actually like Nilo. It's strategical like Nilo, but it's not similar to Nilo. I had another room that kind of ties into that Keymaster room where uh, we already have these monsters in game two. The Locust Riders, the Giant Scarabs, and the Scarab Mages. Um, like one's melee, one range, one mage. And you can have those in the Keymaster room. Um, like, And then they w- it would be like Nilo kind of, but you attack them with a style that they're weak to rather than seeing that they're blue and attacking with mage. Mm. So I guess some people that don't necessarily remember the tri- uh, combat triangle, you might get kind of confused and attack one with the wrong style because you see blue and you automatically think, oh, attack mage, it with mage yeah. or something. Uh, and then these wouldn't really be colored. They'd just be different like different uh, NPCs in general because the Scarab mages are like these pharaoh dude type things. And then I think the Locust Riders are like these little gnome dudes or something that are on top of scarabs, and the giant scarabs are just like these scarabs. So it's like they're different. Like they they don't look the same. So I think that would be the distinction. Um, but that would kind of fit into the keymaster room where maybe those are the things that are attacking you. Um, but yeah, interesting. And then I had. Uh, for the final boss, I had a boss pretty much similar to Next, but we're already getting Next, so that's kind of already scrapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had another idea where um, the longer you're in the pyramid, it starts, or the I guess it's a crypt at this point, uh, it starts collapsing or it starts falling mm. in on you. So you start taking damage. So if you take too long, like you can't just sit there and stand around. Like I think one thing that sucks about TOB is people pause between the rooms. At Cox, if you pause between the rooms, that's you're going to get like a 40-minute raid time, you know? Yeah. I mean, you still get a 40-minute raid time at, at TOB, but for some reason, people only care about the wave time. So I think that this kind of encourages you to get through the raid as fast as possible. Maybe after, you, like, uh, maybe have it on timers where you get, once you get through two rooms, it extends the timer so you have an extra five minutes or something. But uh, I had it uh, potentially a wipe mechanic where if you take too long, you just die. Uh, but okay. I thought it it kind of fits that desert theme, and or at least for pyramid and crypt or tomb, I guess. Um, like it, you know, it's collapsing. Like you're sitting there trying to like pillage it for its loot and stuff, but you're, uh, you know, if you take too long, it's gonna yeah, collapse, I'm, like booby traps or something. So I'm sort of imagining like the Monkey Madness one tunnels, where like you go in there, it's just it shakes occasionally, it yeah. deals you some damage from falling or, rocks. Or I don't know if you know what uh, Barrow's Rise of the Six is in RS3. It's like no. the it's like Barrow's 2.0 pretty much. And after you loot the chest in there, you have to like get out of the tunnels fast enough, or else they collapse on you, or you like start taking damage while running out. Oh. Uh, but instead of that, it'd be while you're doing the raid. So if you take too long, like you go like go to the bathroom mid raid or something, like y- you can't just sit. Like you got to get through as fast as you can, you know. Yeah. So okay. kind of it. It's also like an anti mechanic against like. Uh, bots and stuff because if they don't meet those dps checks and they take too long they just they take too much damage yeah okay so you watched aladdin right like the original aladdin cartoon that was so long ago but you know what i mean like when he goes in that cave and like he's trying to get the lamp or whatever and the 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 cave is like collapsing on them and he has like the magic carpet trying to get out you know I don't know if you even... I don't, I don't really remember that. Okay. So I was probably, like, like under 10 or something <laughs> okay. at that point. It's... Yeah, I mean, it's been, like, a decade since I've seen it, but I, yeah. I definitely still 
can kind of uh, well somebody listening is probably knows what i'm talking about but i think what would be sick is to have these distractions almost so like you're in the hallway going to the next room but you have all this gold and like little urns that you could loot and just lose time on and they're like little distractions that are there so instead of it just being like very just go to the next room no distractions i, I really feel like it would be cool to have random shit you could loot in the raid and keep for afterward you know but it's yeah but there's traps to it so you know if you loot one there's a chance that it fucks somebody up and it poisons somebody or poisons you like this uncurable poison (laughs) so there's like i don't know i think that would be cool and even besides just gold rewards like maybe an actual unique really rare item that can come from looting just like a receptor yeah, like randomly throughout the raid, you just get something that's maybe uh, maybe an unlimited Pharaoh scepter would be a cool little item, you know. Something yeah, that's... that yeah, I and mean, we have you know like the uh, eternal uh, glory. We have the uh, the elf teleport, the eternal teleport yeah. chart or seed or whatever it's called, and that would actually probably fit in pretty well there. That's I was gonna say something like that, but have it. Uh, I mean, I was thinking more like next where you get the shards or whatever to like charge the one item i forgot what item it was but you'd get like some smaller unique that you use to like maybe charge the misori's armor or mm. maybe you get something that you get something from those that you charge the amulet with if you go with that recoil effect like yeah, maybe you have yeah, to charge yeah. it like to get the, that effect absolutely um, untradeable so I, or tradable would you prefer that um, were a thing i like i mean me personally i like tradable aspects just because i'm a main i think that uh i think they messed up when having um kits and stuff from raids untradeable i mean obviously it's like a status symbol if you do have them but i think that a lot of mains at least think of stuff like why would i do this if it's not good gp so it just adds into like a little bit of a gp value if it's tradable and then it doesn't really affect irons at that point either so i agree i think things Um, i think things should be tradable yeah i'm i'm more yeah, I'm I'm more on the tradable side of stuff usually. Um, I mean, look at RS3 with their dice from Clues. Like, that stuff is like that's tradable. Like, helps a lot. And um, I don't know. I I like that aspect of of certain things. But like I said, I'm a main, so any like it just uh, hard mode TOB. It's probably like super dead nowadays. Like I, I I haven't even went back. I did like 160 KC. None of my friends do it anymore. So I just gave up on trying to get the kits because it's like once you already get the kits, why would you go back? You know, it has to either be fun enough to go back or a GP incentive to go back. Yeah. So, well, at least for mains. Um. So yeah, I think that that might not be a bad idea. I mean, that's kind of like the pyramid plunder a little bit, where you know you can choose to loot some of the urns or you know rush to the end and then loot the urns or whatever so yeah okay um what do you think about next so next was uh announced with uh the rewards at least and there are a few rewards there's new range gloves there's a new bow that shoots out multiple stuff and there's of course a new mage armor and i think that was um it or and then there's yeah, of course there's like other little smaller things, but I think those are like the main items. Right? Yeah, there's the the new brews or whatever, but yeah. those are like magic. I mean, I don't even know why they're calling them brews, but um, yeah, there's Wait. a couple other smaller things. Was there something? Was it just five things? Like three mage pieces, the bow, and the gloves? Or am uh, I missing something? 
There's, I think, thought there were six items. That's what I'm thinking. No, There's I'm... an armor set and then three other items. I forgot what the extra, I mean, the item must be so bad that no one really <laughs> I can't think of it. it. I need to look it up. Really Here, that, yeah, let me look up the, the RS page. Um, okay, next rewards. Oh, Ancient God Sword. That was it. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, I forgot about that one. That's that... kind of like out of the blue. I wasn't really expecting that one, but. I'm okay with that... it. Actually. I think that a lot of people aren't liking it because they're saying the AGS is still going to be better, at least some PKers, because uh, the only way it will be good is, like, say you barrage someone and they're frozen, and then you use the specs so they can't run away. Because instantly, all they have to do is just run some tiles, and then all it's gone. The effect's gone. Yeah. No, so, but I think even in PVM, it has a, a place. And I, I guess I was thinking more of the PVM side. It's like, you think so? I, I feel like Claws is just like the spec weapon to go or you I, use Dragon Warhammer. I think Claws will be, you know, the just always kind of like the go-to just for pure DPS. I, I don't think Claws are going to be devalued by this. But the fact that you could hit a monster that does as much damage as I think like an SGS currently does. And then on top of that, have a random 20, guaranteed 20. That's the other thing is it's guaranteed, it looks yeah. like. So... The guaranteed is like the really big thing in my opinion. Um, I'm I'm thinking of a place where claws wouldn't be that good. Like so, Fasani's I think a G mall is better than claws just simply because of its slash defense is so high. Um, but there's places where this ancient god sword would actually be really good, especially if you want both DPS and healing. Like if you want to stay for longer. I don't know. I think uh, I think it's in a really good position where it's not too OP. And there are the claws are still going to be better for most places, but it's adding like a really powerful use to people that want to. I don't know. I guess people who like don't alt or Iron Man's as well. Yeah, uh, I, for Iron Man, it's, it's a really good item. Yeah. I think. Uh, I saw some people proposed that instead of having that 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 special attack to have a uh, DOT, which is damage over time, like an RS oh, like air, the Oregon Javelins. Uh, yeah, so uh, in RS3, there is uh, Ancient God Sword. It's called the Zero's God Sword. And uh, its spec, it, like, spawns a pool under you that, like, you have buffed attack. Like, you have, like, 50% more damage for, like, 20 seconds. Uh, where I mean, they were thinking either that or, like, I mean, that's not damage over time, but maybe something that, like, makes your opponent bleed. Uh, so they, like, take, like, you know, five damage for the uh, every tick for the next however long or every like two ticks for however long yeah so what or, i mean what would the damage be so total like do you think 20 well, is enough well no they're saying well i mean this isn't my idea this is theirs and they were thinking that like it would be better than claws in terms of like damage at least dps over time um claws is like that good burst damage but this would be stronger than claws but it would be over time so claws would still be useful for you know, say like Vasa Crystal or wherever you're trying to do d DPS fast to yeah. kill like that monster, or whatever, and this would be more for like a long term fight, um, say like Versic P3 or something, uh, where you know you'd spec and then it would do more damage over time, so it'd be better DPS than claws over time at least, but for shorter attack type things or burst damage, you'd still use claws. Mm. So I don't I think that that's interesting. I think regardless of what they go with, like I'm not, I'm not passionate about any specific effect of this godsword, but I think it will fill a really nice. 
I think the main the I think the main problem is uh the bow and the armor is I, I think the other items people aren't really complaining about as much. I mean it's just like uh TOA, you know, like TOA has some good rewards, but like the main big rewards that everyone's thinking about are trash. So it's like the the ward and the wand are think are pretty decent as is. Um but the you know, armor and stuff needs to get fixed. Um, and then same goes for, like, the bow. It's like they came out with a bow of Faderin or whatever. I don't know how to say that word, but uh, they came out with that, you know, not long ago, and then now they're coming out with another bow. People are asking for, like, a crossbow instead. Um, I... Since, you know, we have ACB. Yeah. So it's like a new best-in-slot crossbow would be nice, where it, that'd be something for, like... You know, Tebow's not good everywhere, and, you know, maybe this bow is good in the places that Tebow's not. I think this bow is really cool. Okay, so here's the question I have. I have it pulled up right now, and I actually got a YouTube comment um, talking about it. Apparently, this bow can shoot an additional target that's within two tiles of the main target you're shooting. But with the Vam braces, I thought... And again, I'm still actually kind of confused. I thought it would attack two more targets on top of the main one and the additional one. But now that I'm reading it, it kind of sounds it's, like it, it's, it's only three targets. Three. Yeah, it's three, three targets in okay. total. Yeah. I was confused. But apparently it's not like chins. So it doesn't roll off of the NPC that you're attacking. They're all individual rolls. Okay. So it's pretty much bad. Like, I mean, the it's, it's going to be new best in slot for BA. I think, and I don't know where else it's really going to... Like, Arma, you're not going to use it just because you don't want to use it on Arma itself. I know for Inferno, uh, this, it's going to be really good for the blobs. Yeah, it'd be good for Inferno. It would be good for BA. Like, Third Age Bow has crashed. I, of course, I bought it, like, a couple days ago, and then it crashed, <laughs> like, 250 mil God because of it. this bow. But I'm kind of holding out for it to turn into a crossbow because then you can't use it at BA, so... <laughs> well, um, here's my thing is... Um, I understand people want it to be a crossbow, but would it be a four tick crossbow or would it maintain the five tick default crossbow speed? Yeah, I'm not sure what people are really asking. I don't know. I've just seen people asking for crossbow, so I think they're trying to stick with like how like ACB and everything else and keep it in line with all the other crossbows. I'll be um, honest, I think a bow would be cooler simply because we all we have that shoots out dragon arrows is a T-bow and a third-age bow. And yeah. first of all, like I'm actually kind of butthurt that without even any community, without without the community even having any like say about this, they're they're already saying that you should be able to save ammo. Like it's it's saying mm-hmm. this doesn't use an additional arrow when you get extra shots off. I feel like this uh, is the perfect yeah. opportunity to have an arrow well, sync. I don't with, know. I feel like with dark bow, I don't think that it does an extra arrow, or I don't think it saves. Or yeah, I think it saves arrow. I think it's only one for when it does like the, the double the special arrow. attack or something. Or oh yeah, just the oh, does it really? Just the regular. I thought I it shot so. out. Too. I, well, I'm not. I don't know. I've only used it in BA, so I'm not. 100% you're, pro- you're probably sure, right. But, I have no idea. I've never thought about um, that. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know. I, I think that like to have it be that extra. Well, at least if it worked like chins, I could see the like uh using three arrows be a good thing um just because that's like the trade-off uh between having like chins for free pretty much yeah um but and i I still yeah it does make sense like how are you firing three arrows like unless it's one arrow that's ricocheting but other than that it's like 
shouldn't it use three arrows or however many targets you hit i personally think it should use additional arrows and uh and i also think that next should have a common drop of dragon arrows so that you know there are more high level arrows that come into the game but seriously i feel like it's really silly to lessen the blow of not using air I, I don't know i just feel like it's so dumb I, every every iron man in the entire game has like two hundred fifty thousand rune arrows they'll never use in their life well that's that, that's probably who they're thinking about for this though is they're thinking that like <laughs> but i'm just like i don't know they let think, us I use it everything shits yeah. out arrows like let us use the arrows the the fact that a crystal bow doesn't even use ammo is just like oh uh, yeah so silly. going back to that too i think that's kind of one of the arguments that it should be a crossbow is just because we just got than that new bow, the bow of Faderin or whatever it's called, and I still don't know how do you even say that name. Ferdinand. I, I call it Ferdinand. Yeah, Ferd Ferdinand. Yeah, that that's probably about right. Um, I don't know. It's weird how you know they're they're giving us like, and they're replacing items that are newer than older items. Like same with Virtus. I think Virtus, like you know, we got ancestral is new. I mean, it's, I don't even think it's going to replace ancestral, but. Um, like, why not give us Torva instead as the one armor? Like, Torva is, like, that probably, like, one of the more iconic sets out of the three sets from Nex. I, and I, I agree. I I just think that, like, why are they replace, are they trying to replace Ancestral yeah, when yeah. Bandos and Arma is way older? So it's, like, why are you replacing, like, five-year-old content versus ten-year-old content? So it's... I completely I agree know. with you. I think they should completely... My opinion, again, we'll see what, you know, after people actually use it on Thursday or Wednesday or whenever the little beta test is coming out. But seriously, I feel like they should just scrap the whole Virtus idea and just come out with a uh, a, a melee armor. If that can be Torva, I don't know. Again, I never played back then. Well, it doesn't have to be the exact stats of Torva. It's um, something that's better I mean, than Bandos. It, it shouldn't be the exact old Torva because that was probably too OP, but... Um... Uh, yeah it should be bet i mean i was i was even saying like just to appease the people who don't want to replace old best and slot like bandos and arma like maybe add it like so it's an attachment to bandos and the same with the missouri armor you can just make it so it's like added on to arma so arma and bandos still keep their like value yeah i think that's one thing that they're scared of is they don't want like these older iconic items to be like useless i mean some people don't like that like adding on aspect but I think that's one way to kind of like please everyone. And I'm a huge R fan of attachments. Like, yeah, R three does a really good job on their best in slots. Like, it's either an attachable, it degrades. You spend a lot of GP to fix it from degrading. Um, like, so like their power armor and stuff's pretty expensive to use. And like some of the stuff, uh, they just fixed one of the items. It's called that Grimoire book or whatever. And in R three, it's like an extra ten percent range damage or some something like that. And it used to cost like 20 mil an hour to use so it's like just Jesus. if having power armor that you, you actually have to spend gp on like even if on osrs if it's like two mil or one mil an hour to use it like it's a trade-off you know to make it so we can actually finally get power creep you know yeah no i agree thing you know the okay. blood essence stuff <laughs> so here's my question and i i already kind of have a proposal for it so let's just say, okay, wait, what would you want the stats of Torva to be in your ideal situation? Or an ideal, um, uh, what, what's your ideal proposal, I guess, for uh, 
Torva. I mean, I don't remember the old stat, the stats of old Torva, but they had the like uh, the extra HP as well. They can scrap that. You could like bring your HP even higher than ninety nine. Yeah, I heard like, that. Uh, so just scrap they that. Can, yeah, they can scrap that, so it's okay. still 99. Uh, I mean, even if it's just, like, 3 to 5 on top of Bandos or something, like, people would still, like, it'd still be worth a lot. So it's like, it doesn't even, it doesn't, you don't have to have, like, plus 50 or some, like, big number, yeah. you know? Okay, it, it so. It could just be, like, slightly better, and it would still. So like, what, what if, I, what if, uh, sorry for interrupting, but what if, like, the Torva chest plate was plus 6, so just plus 2 over bando's chest plate and the the legs were plus four because that would that be enough to satisfy or do you think the community would well we'd have the oh well i guess helms are kind of weird too well i guess the helm could yeah, be plus seven how yeah, about they that still have they'd still have the helm um how about it's um, plus seven so it still is better than the <laughs> i i, I don't <laughs> know where we're at in this game honestly. i don't know where we're at well yeah it's business slayer uh i'm not sure where we're at right now for scythe max hits like how many pluses we need for the next max like i don't yeah um i th- like i mean even if it gives it like scythe one extra max hit i think people would still be happy with it um but i'm not sure exactly like how many pluses the next max hit is whether it be plus two or plus three would um, you want torva to have a set effect or do you think what do you think about set effects as well? No, I think I think that's kind of weird just because, like, if you're going to use it at Slayer, that just ruins it automatically. Yep. Uh, obviously, it's good for places outside, like, endgame PVM. It's nice for set effects. Um, I'm kind of bothered it, by sets, set effects, to be honest. I don't know I, why. I, feel I like... think that, like, having the set effect but on each separate piece of item is fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, I agree with that. Like, but... I, don't know, so I think set effects can still be good because like like the set effect is good outside of slayer and then like inside of slayer i mean the armor is still good enough to use so it's like i don't know i i think that the set effects are nice because it's not like you're gonna have an ulm task or a tob task or a toa task or i don't even think there would be a next task so it's like having like that set effect would be nice although you probably won't melee next but who knows what the meta will be yeah, I really feel like they should scrap Virtus and just add a melee armor. That's slightly yeah. better than Bandos. Do you think it should? Do you think you should have to sacrifice Bandos to get this new armor? Well, yeah, like a attachment. I think. I mean, do you think an attachment? Or, I, I, I mean, I guess either way, it's the same thing. But yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that that could work. I think. I think that would mainly only be because of people getting mad that Bandos is useless at that point. It's just to appease to try and make everyone happy that make an attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, we all kind of know with Serb boots that attachments don't always work that well. Just look at, like, Pagasian Crystal versus the other crystals and stuff. Uh, yeah. So I think it just depends. But then again, uh, if it's an attachment all for the same set and not different attack styles, they should be around the same price still. Um, I mean, that's looking at it more from like a main perspective because like if you get Pagasians, it's like 100k and it's, but that's because the Ranger boots are way more than the other boots so um, I mean I, I think it would probably yeah. still work with Bandos I think what would be really cool if they did add Torva is make some adjustments to just or not just uh, Inquisitors I think Inquisitors will be I don't know what they're going to do with Torva defensively and offensively. I don't know if there's going to be any like actually a- like actual accuracy buffs, 
I don't think so. But I think Inquisitors needs a buff, and I think it's needed a buff since it came out. And I think well, th- it it got pulled for a buff. Uh, I mean, some of the stuff did pass, but that one that it, like uh, it doesn't have the negative stats um, didn't pass. I'm not um, too then it would have just, re- just replaced Bandos at that point um, for at least low defense monsters. But, yeah, it um, would have it would have replaced, but the like the fact that Inquisitors is so squishy. Yeah, I know I, I defense think that, doesn't like, matter much, but I, I think Inquisitors should almost always have a place in terms of uh, specking down defenses. But that could just be it; is just a switch. Like I think that'd be almost fine, even if it's just a switch for. I think it. I think Torva should be worse for Dragon War hammering at least. I'm not sure how they can really balance that, but I think that uh, maybe have like an effect with the Inquisitors where if you wear it, like you have a higher chance of hitting your dragon war hammer spec or something see that's, that's like that that's like the armor that needs to stay for accuracy. having like a, yeah for the like the spec armor i think uh they should make the 0.5 percent damage and accuracy passive effect i think they should really increase that by double at least and make it one percent per piece and then make it like a a four percent total instead of 2.5 something like that where it it's just a little bit i don't know i just feel like it needs a little bit of a buff I'm okay with the negative offensives with different styles, but yeah, um, but yeah. But going back to Virtus is, you know, it may seem bad now, but you know, what if what if that they're like hinting at something where you're gonna end up using it at like TOB or TOA? I don't know. I always, I I think they kind of chose weird words for that. Like, I wish they would have just called it like Crypt of something instead of Tomb because yeah, the TOA, like, and TOB. yeah, TOA, TOB. Like, I'm I'm permanently gonna get that. Like mixed up twenty four seven. I can't wait for TOC so, to come out. Yeah, the next one. Starting to learn the alphabet at this point. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, go ahead, it's go not even down. about Virtus being good or bad. It's just like we don't need another mage set. That's what I yeah. think. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that's going back to like why you're placing ancestral when it's way newer and and ancestral comes from a raid. Yep. Like why you're placing raid items with a boss item. I mean, in my opinion, I think raids is reserved for in power creep. Bosses can be reserved for niche stuff. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I, I think that, like, I mean, at least where we're at, like, raids aren't necessarily, like, don't have to be a big thing, but they are a big thing now, and they need to stay a big thing, where raids is, like, that one piece of content that whatever raid it's going to be, it's you know that the items you're going to get from it are going to be worth it, like... I think there's a difference there that could be between that and bosses, at least. I agree. When and raids should have more rewards compared to bosses because it's a raid and not a boss. Like a boss shouldn't have twenty items like nightmare. I think nightmare <laughs> yeah. it should have just been inquisitors and the mace, and that's it. I agree. And yeah, that staffs like they should have kept it plain and simple and not too many rewards. And it shouldn't and have been then... as crazy rare as it was on release. Yeah, it's just yeah. inquisitors. I don't know. What, what, um, what do you think of um this is a i guess a little bit off but it's kind of talking about accuracy stuff there was a prayer and i've talked about this before but there was a prayer that was kind of maybe going to come from theater of blood i believe yeah judgment judgment yep and it was level 85 i believe but yeah I, they and it was an overhead yeah, they had their own uh, idea for the overhead. I I disagreed with that. I thought it would be cool if it was a level eighty five prayer called Judgment that was strictly fifty percent accuracy on any style. 
But that was it. There's no damage. There's no defense, anything. It's just a prayer that you use to hit your specs or to do anything else. It's 50% buff on accuracy. Like, what do you think of that? That'd be interesting. Uh, I mean, as long as, like, uh, the DPS calcs check out and piety is still better. Oh, yeah, um, no, no. It it would be better, Uh, but it would... explicitly be just for specking basically like yeah yeah because i mean specs can be a brick wall like if you've seen any speed run stuff you get to ulm and hit zero specs or like you get to like uh dark beast or a so to say uh tob or really anywhere that you're specking and or nightmare like some a regular nightmare used to dragon warhammer and teams at least like one spec and you miss it and it's like dude you're like sitting there in full inquisitors like full crush <laughs> yeah. and like you just miss or i mean even corp for example like Exactly. Think, this uh, is why I think it's a cool idea and a really valuable prayer that could come out. And it's not I, even OP. It's just it has its niche. Yeah. You know? I, I think that uh, that's probably a better solution than the uh, old one is the old one. Uh, since it was an overhead, I think people probably wouldn't even want it to pass because good flickers are just going to be like you putting that on and then flicking like the prayer to when they get attacked. Yeah. That, so they wait. Flip, oh, like, yeah. You could have used whatever. it in conjunction with piety. Yeah. Correct? I, yeah. So you just yeah you just use it at the same time and you pretty much camp it and then you would just like lazy flick your your like protect mage or whatever or melee yeah, or whatever you like a little cringe in my opinion. So I mean flicking is so big nowadays that like I think it wouldn't really work out that well just because like the really good p. But then again, maybe that's the skill gap aspect to it. But yeah, uh, people would just end up doing that instead when it's an overhead um i don't know if you want to move on to some of the other like smaller rewards from next two yeah um, let's talk about it but there's like the blood essence i mean i'm not an iron so i don't really like i'm not a fan of that uh, at all actually yeah well no iron is a fan and you know i think that like why don't they just add the blood packs that everyone's been asking about like someone even proposed like make the blood packs really expensive too like 500 gp just so it doesn't devalue like the ones you get from uh from rcing so so like it, like if you're main at least you wouldn't buy them just because you can buy them on the ge for like 400 or whatever so this so is making an... them like a little bit more just to buy the pack yeah so i have an unpopular know. opinion and i'm actually against shopscape but they can do something about the blood rune issue and that is uh, i mean they ha- they had a proposal for this room crafting mini game that was going to come out with the blood talisman and that blood talisman is going to unlock the true blood altar underneath mauritania and i think that is the best place to have like an increase of blood runes come in and i know like here's the thing about blood rune packs is like it just turns iron men into mains it's like just really like you're just gonna let us buy. It's basically well, just having a store. I mean, it's just like having a GE almost. Like, doesn't the blood essence kind of fill in that like kind of blood talisman type thing that you were talking about? Because well, this gives you like the additional blood runes. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the calcs would be like, but uh, for that, like, what if you're like 99 at the like blood altar and you get yeah. well like, here, two here, blood runes or something? I I, th- I think the reason I'm against the blood essence, I'm not completely against having this sort of effect. But I don't think it should be limited to blood. I think it should just be any runecrafting altar. Of course, everyone would probably use it to bloods regardless. But, you know, they're basically spirit flakes for runecrafting. This is exactly what they're proposing. Except it's just for bloods. I Nothing will ever beat buying out blood runes. You can buy 200,000 bloods an hour on an Iron Man. 
effectively. You can't do it all at once, but like that's the effective rate if you just wanted to go ham behind bloods. And I, I don't think having blood rune packs is a solution. I just feel like if you're an Iron Man, you just have to suck it up and buy your blood runes and, uh, you know, at f- 50 a time and hop worlds. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not an Iron Man, so I can't really like input much into that because I'll just buy them on the GE. No, like, like there's... I, ha- I have like a million blood runes. I don't really care. There's I, like, a sh- accident. I accidentally put eight hundred thousand blood runes in my scythe fa- fountain thing because I didn't realize what I was doing. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah. I just left them there. I'm like, whatever. no. And, and, and there's a bunch of Iron Men that are super like just PVM oriented. They don't care really about much else. They just want the blood rune packs, and I, I totally agree. Blood rune packs would be awesome, but there's a better way to go about it that's more balanced for the actual game rather than just focusing every single thing on pvm how can i do pvm right now right now right now give me everything i want right now like it's just silly to me i don't feel like blood rune packs are a a healthy solution but then again that's my opinion there's way there's a ton of iron man that totally disagree with that and hate me for even saying that I think that at least with the Blood Essence things, they RC is so AFK that using that, like, you can just AFK on mobile or whatever, zero time your Blood Runes if you, like, really wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I think that, like, this could almost be better than, than the Blood Talisman Altar thing because I don't know if that would be as AFK as they RC. So at least, like, this is something that you do while you're, like, eating food or I don't know what Irons do when they're AFK, but they, I'd probably just go straight doing Blood Runes at that point. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the uh, ancient brew? Ancient brew is cool. Um, so I'm looking at it right now. It's a combination of Nile dust and dwarfweed. I do okay. I, I understand. I understand why they're doing it with a dwarfweed because there's so many fucking dwarfweeds in the game that are dirt cheap. But it also doesn't make thematic sense because I thought lantidimes were the things that make mage pots. Mm. So. To me, the lore doesn't make any sense why this works, but, you know, whatever. I'm okay with I, it. <laughs> I remember, like, I re- read it, and I read Ancient Brew, and I'm like, oh, shit, did we get, like, a new brew that's, like, because in <laughs> RS3, they, RS3, they have, like, Super Brew or something like that, or I forgot what it's called, oh, yeah. but it's, like, better. Then they have, like, eight-dose or six-dose ones. And, yeah. uh So I thought this one was going to be an upgrade, and then I look at it, and I'm like, dude, this just fills the gap between Magic Pot and then Heart. It's like heart, you're just going to use that, and it drains your attack, strength, and defense. So it's like, bruh. Like, I don't know. I think it's just useless in my No, opinion. it is useless. It's It reminds me of a Zami brew. It's Zami like, brew is not useless. But, I mean, it's pretty much useless, but it's Yeah, I mean, like, it's the same thing yeah. with this. It's like, it's pretty much useless, but there is a niche to it, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what it is. And so I almost feel like it's an herbal or update for Iron Man rather than an actual use of something you're going to bring everywhere. But I will say... If you're an Iron Man or if you're anybody without an imbued heart, this potion will be really nice for just if you're exclusively maging something. Yeah, I mean, I guess the imbued heart is actually pretty rare. Like, even going for 99 Slayer, I don't, I think it's still pretty unlikely that you get one. So, yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I got lucky and got one, but then again, I'm not an Iron. So, I think, like you said, it kind of fills that gap for them at least because if you get 99 Slayer, you're probably just going to want a PVM and you're not going to want to have to try and hunt down a heart. Yep. So, um, and then going to like the, the ecumenical, uh, key shards, I think that the KC system just needs to get scrapped for next. I think that's kind of dumb to lock that behind it because 
at least for like it's just gonna punish irons and everyone else that doesn't alt because i don't know how they're gonna introduce an anti-alting thing because all the good players with the alt are just gonna sit there and camp like five alts outside of next and then with the kc all ready to give you it's your gonna stuff. be a, it's gonna be a nightmare 2.0 like, yeah so i don't know i think that they should just like let the ceremony or uh the ancients ceremonial robes uh have their effect that they had back in the day uh so you have to get kc until you get them and then you can skip the kc part at least um that i think that's cool. way better i think i think that's that, healthy, that's yeah. that's what they did back in the day is if you wear the whole set you can just walk straight into next i think that's uh, a great idea so but the, the set you have to get from killing the demi bosses at next so it will kind of punish irons because they can't just buy the set they have to actually get the set yeah but they can make it like not insanely rare so irons aren't like super punished and then, like, obviously, you still have to get KC at the beginning when you're first learning the boss. But once you get the set, you can. I think that's skip perfect. On through. Yeah, I think they were talking about binning the bank in between the minion room and the next boss. But I think they should keep the bank there because that just punishes people without alts and irons and stuff as well. So it's, um, like you said, another nightmare. Uh, so that is great I, insight. I, I, didn't I think they think should that. keep. I think they should keep the the bank there because they were talking about deleting it. Um. I think the bank is fine how it is. Um, because, I mean, you want to, like, you want to bank your ancient robes, all your other baloney stuff, and then gear up. So I think that's perfect. Yeah. I didn't even yeah. think of that. I don't think of things like that, but I'm glad there are people that <laughs> think of what is actually going to be the issues here. And I think that's Well, I mean, I, I do a little bit of everything besides iron. So, like, I know the benefits of altscape. I know the like benefits of not having altscape and stuff. So, or not the benefits, but the downsides. So it's yeah. like, I even though it won't affect me personally, I know there's going to be a lot of people that have problems with it, and I'm thinking of more like everyone in general and stuff. And yeah, absolutely. I think that would be really good. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about like pet hunting and stuff a little bit, but yeah, I, think, no, I, don't, know, we, I don't know if you want to wrap up the rates three and next because yeah, I feel we'll, like we've, we've, we'll, probably, we've been talking we'll for it, over two and a half hours. We haven't even yeah, touched we Twitter topics. A, yeah, yeah, we we kind of went a lot of in depth with you know my history of of PVMing raids in general, all the next and TOA. I think I think we uh, touched quite a bit of topics in terms of that kind of stuff. So yeah, let's move on. I don't know. Um, I guess I guess one thing before we go away from that, uh, I, I this is kind of like a brag, but at, at one point I had the highest rates one KC, the highest rates two KC, and the fastest rates one and the fastest rates two at the same time. Jesus so, Christ! I know that's kind of like uh, a kind of like a brag, but I just thought that you know that'd be some people. No, might yeah, not some people like, don't know about you. So yeah, so. Yeah, but that um, was like you know way back in the day, like 2018. So, so here, but before we move on, then I'll ask this: what What's your plan for raids three? Are you going to go ham as fuck or what? Um, uh, I it's it's such a hard thing because with work and stuff. Yeah, I was thinking about taking at least one week off, but that'd probably be the hardest that I go. In. And obviously, like I don't do anything outside of work, so I'd probably um end up just you know playing but the rough thing for me is like i'd probably have a team for that week but if i'm not going to be on as much as my team they might get different teammates 
That's yeah. kind of what happens to me a lot lately is like I've been getting pretty much binned everywhere just because I don't play as much as everyone else. Yeah. So it's like they don't want to be stuck waiting for me. But at least with TOA, they said it's like up to teams of eight. And they said that the loot might scale like raids one. So you might not be punished for having eight people, uh, which can be nice. I think that was kind of one of the downsides of TOB releases. So many people got binned from teams because it was you had to five man at the beginning at least. Like if you trioed or four man, it was so hard and almost impossible. So then they like dumbed down the scaling and stuff. And uh, so maybe like maybe my team will do seven man when I'm not on, and then I'll hop in for eight man or whatever. But mm. yeah, I don't know. I think that's a tricky spot because. A lot of the people that I play with, they don't currently have jobs like I do, or you know, they don't work full time, so IRL it's like they have more time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the IRL obligations. So it's like I'm kind of like stuck in that boat. Yeah, um, no, that's. I mean, yeah, I that, it kind of sucks, but uh, I mean, I think you'll still st- go relatively hard. Yeah, I was just gonna say I still go as hard as I can in terms of like trying to like push for faster times and stuff currently, but it's more so not having enough free time to do stuff. Yeah. Like the longest I get to play is on a weekend and I'll play for like 10 or 12 hours on like Saturday, Sunday and all the other days I get to play for like three or four hours. So yeah. it's like, it's kind of stuck there. Uh, I T uh hard mode T or B. I didn't have any time off or I didn't request any time off. because so I was like, okay, this isn't really anything <laughs> like worthy of me spending my PTO. So uh, like the first three days I couldn't even get a team because like my team was already in a team and yeah yeah hard mode top was just underwhelming yeah and the holy site uh, looks like garbage and then since i've been talking about my work and stuff so people don't like they might wonder you know what i do for work uh i i'm in the commercial flooring industry and i inst or i assemble company logos or install company logos in carpet and other flooring materials uh it like commercial size where we send them out on site to be like uh inset or like seamed into the floor Mm. uh so we do like schools uh sports events uh we do every single business and company you can think of pretty much uh car dealerships uh pretty much ever any kind of logo that you can think of of any big company uh we do that and then we also do like luxury vinyl laminate hardwood uh sheet vinyl um yeah, pretty much everything so yeah interesting yeah more so like hands-on it's it sounds cool like you enjoy that. it though right like, oh yeah it's really fun i mean especially uh, doing the logos uh we get some really cool like school logos there's always we're always doing different stuff you know the artwork is cool to do um yeah i'm always yeah it's really fun i mean we've we've done uh the lebron james nike logo for nike oh, uh shit. We've done the Seahawks locker room, their uh, football team for Washington. Um, we've done other sports, uh, lo- uh, like logos and stuff. Done like car dealerships, um, like Ford. Uh, we did like Mustang logos. Uh, we did, yeah, pretty much anything you can think of. So it's actually pretty cool. Some Damn. of the like, the like big companies that we we work with. That's sick, honestly. Like. Yeah, so what what got you into that? I'm just curious. Like, was that? Um, that's just yeah, that's random. I it's like random to me, but like I don't know how do you even get into that? That's. I mean, I've I have like uh, I guess I have like connections in the flooring industry, so that's kind of mm. how I got into it. 
Um, I don't know. It's kind of weird. I, I don't know if I really have a reason why. Um, but I mean, I respect the industry quite a bit and like construction in general. So it's like, you know, I might not be, uh, like, you know, a, te a, a work from home person that does tech stuff, but I, I work on like in a hands-on industry that, you know, manual labor and, uh, you respect like the craftsmanship behind anything that like gets handmade and, and whatnot. And, yeah. um, just like, you know, construction and stuff in general, building things. Interesting. So, and that then we cool. also, we actually do get the tech side because we have to do the, the artwork. Uh, we have to plot it out and stuff and like change the measurements and measure everything. And, uh, you know, some people want stuff to like the exact, like 0 0.001 of an inch and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. So, yeah. Interesting. Here, let's, um, I have a Twitter topic I'm looking at that'll kind of lead us into the next thing. But Luke is asking which pets are top of the list to get right now. And also just what are the best pets in the game in your eyes? That's actually, uh, I, uh, one of the reasons why I want to switch topics earlier is because I actually wanted to talk about pet hunting a little bit because, you know, I've been doing mainly that lately when I'm not reading and, um, that that's kind of a, a good topic. Uh, right now I'm going for a BA and BH, um, I'm at 35 pets out of 48, so I'm kind of at that point where, you know, the list is getting down on things that I can do, and BA and BH are such long hour pets, like, they're literally, like, two, they, they make up for, I think, like, 30 or 40 percent of all pets. Jesus Christ. So, in terms of time, I'm pretty sure it's at least 30 percent, um, especially with Corp being boostable and stuff nowadays. So, it's like, I've been going hard on both of those, doing clues like you were saying earlier. I'm uh, almost a thousand master clue, Casey. Well, not almost. I'm like six eighty or something, but we're getting up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those two are the pets that I've been going for. Um, say some of my favorite pets in the game. I like the Garg Boss pet. It's a really cool, like graphical pet. Uh, I like the Omelet with the dust. Yeah. Same with Tob with the dust. I fucking wish I had the uh, dusts and the pets yeah both <laughs> yeah both of those are like some of the best pets just because of the morphs um let me see if i can find a, a pet list so i can look at all the pets to see which other ones i like if you're logged in I've... game you can just look at the all pet oh uh, no i'm not a... hmm. i didn't want to log in because i didn't want to like be distracted while we're talking <laughs> yeah. so i've just been like looking at like uh things like topics and stuff that we're talking about just so i don't get like distracted because i'm at apical at first... agility <laughs> yeah <laughs> Try to get a collection at first log. Yeah, at first I was thinking about doing uh, the keys that you you know I've been doing. Yeah, lately, but, yeah. Uh, but I didn't want to do that because I'd probably get distracted and like focus on doing that. Uh, yeah, especially doing the, doing the Yeah. Um, looking at the the list now, I mean, Vedion pet's pretty cool. Same with Corp. Um, what is the best pet? If you could only have best. one. Omelet with the dust. If that if that counts as one. Yeah, I think I think Nibbler so. just barely surpasses it but i think uh i think dusted all i think actually dusted verzik is better than dusted yeah that's Olmer, probably slightly. yeah that's yeah that's probably actually better but i don't have it so i can't really... <laughs> <laughs> i only have verzik <laughs> itself um but yeah i think that's probably almost better just because like the walking so to say again bloat and yeah all of them look pretty cool besides maiden i do um, like the i do like the little vespula though of um i think vespula is my favorite transmog of omelet the the walking or the flying i think the flying one's better 
actually. Yeah. I think the, the walking's kind of weird. They came out with that, and it's like no one ever sees it walking. <laughs> so why would you like? I, I still like, like it walking though because it's just so random. Like it's it's so you never see it. I, th- I think that's partly the reason I like it. Uh, I linked my pet sheet in in the chat as well, so you can see what I have. Ooh, but okay, let's see uh, I recently, well, I guess not recently, a couple months ago, I finished all skilling pets. I set out a goal that for me to not burn out, I needed to grind out all the skilling pets. Um, which I guess will lead me to another topic is, uh, I are you familiar with the winter top hopping method? Um, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. So it's super popular now, but I was actually the person who created that method, uh, like a year and a half or two years ago. People might've been doing it a little bit, but not as efficiently as how I optimized it. Um, so I did that on top of another method and I was getting 90 to 105 winter top pet rolls an hour. Wow. So if you think about that, I think right now the meta the meta is like 48 or 50. Yeah. I think, I think you created the solo one right now, but yeah. Yeah, the, the meta... or there's like the there's like the winter Todd hopping one with the scouter that everyone uses now. And then yeah. there's like the the point one where you just make a bunch of yes yeah, so when i first developed the method there obviously there wasn't the scouter so i would have an alt in all the worlds and figure it out and then also i did something that's super toxic and a lot of people are going to hate on i crashed soloers yeah that's people the probably, best points I, per hour <laughs> that is... yeah i got i got so many dms people were like hating on me like they were they found my stream and they were like talking shit in my dms and stuff and we're like fuck you you have no life this and that and <laughs> Uh, it was so funny. No, that is the uh, best points per hour, though, right there. It is. I mean, that's how I. That's how I got over a hundred. That's the only way to get over a hundred <laughs> is to crash soloers. God damn. Uh, I have. I'm pretty sure it's the record fastest winter tot. It's a minute and forty two seconds for full points. Jesus uh, Christ! That was, that was when I like I optimized crashing them. I'd even bring in an alt, so right when I hit five hundred points, I just end the game like instantly. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah oh my was, god i mean it was toxic but i mean I, I was going for the pet so respect no but that's that's yeah, yeah that's horribly toxic i would fucking hate you if you did that to me but at the same time <laughs> so, you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do yeah, yeah exactly but yeah they i'd even like when the worlds like the worlds aren't always lined up the mass worlds so when they weren't i would just go around crashing people and and getting the sub two minute <laughs> like games you. and i mean i'm glad you're so transparent about it that's how you and, that's at least people understand why, instead of this thinking you're a total asshole doing it without reason. Yeah. But, I mean, if you think about it, that's actually insane. A hundred, like, 90 to 105. Like, yeah, 90 was fucked. the minimum that I was getting. Um, it was pretty crazy. Uh, I mean, that's, like, over 100% time increase or, like, time decrease versus yeah. how it is now. Because it's, like, 48 or something. So it's literally, like, a 50-hour pet. Uh, I brought along like a couple friends. Like I let them leech off of my method when I was doing it, and um, even Coxie was able to get his the same way. Um, but yeah, it was, that one was interesting. Uh, mining pet. I created a two plus two VM method. Um, that one was really good. Obviously, it's still not as good as Gem Rocks, but I mean, who wants the four tick Gem Rocks? So, pretty sure it's four tick. Yeah, 14. I don't think you can three tick them. Um, I wish you could. I mean, it they was, really should change it. It was so like it was like ten hours slower than that, but like VM's completely AFK if you're doing it right. So it was, and the method, uh, you're getting like 
110 to 120k XP per hour at VM. Isn't that pretty crazy? Yeah, that's... Uh, that, yeah, I mean, that, that actually that, starts like, involving effort, though, I feel like, to get... No, it, the way I was doing it, it was like AFK. Really? But... I mean, it's a little bit of effort, like for, like maybe for 30 seconds out of the 10 minutes. Mm. But it's, yeah, it's pretty AFK. Yeah. I, I actually, like... I had some uh, 200 mil all people get so happy about it that like they started paying me and I would just do I'd be the two alts in the team for them and there'd be two of them. Damn. Uh, because and like then they, they would just chill of, there and get max XP rates. Yeah, basically. they would literally AFK and I would do the other roles <laughs> on the alts. And I mean, I'd still be chilling. Like I'd be I think I was like three ticking chins at the same time while doing that um, for them and I was getting paid. So I'm like, they were literally chilling and. I mean, obviously, it's not as good as three tick four G because I think that's like 130k or something. Yeah. But I mean, it's pretty close for just literally no AFKing. Yeah, yeah. So it, that no, was and another cool I think that... see, I think that's kind of cool. How like you do need a little bit of the effort with the alts, but you could also just pay somebody to do that for you, and then it's almost like a buyable of just AFK. Yeah, and for the rich people, they don't really care about the GP, so... Yeah, like, and so. I actually find methods like that, especially, like, runecrafting, running, like, things like that is mm-hmm. actually healthy for the game to have those ways to yeah. spend a shit ton of gold. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, those are, like, some of the two more, like, iconic pets that I had to actually come up with my own methods to do, and I think that's actually pretty cool that the Winter Top one is, like, such, like, a big method in game now that, like... I don't think people really know where it came from. Yeah. Okay, here, I have a I have a question for you. What makes it so appealing for a max player to get into pet hunting? Or they, they want to get into pet hunting until they realize how many how much time and effort it uh, takes. But like what what is that that causes people to just want to go for pets instantly? Boredom. <laughs> I don't that know, has to be like, it, right? I mean but Yeah, it's I mean the only reason why I started doing it is because, like, I, I don't, like... I mean, I still... I prefer to raid, but I can't always raid, so... Okay, here's... Uh, just It's kind of something to do on the side, and... Just kind of going along with that, um... Have... Okay, so... Me, I maxed, and then I wanted to start pet hunting, kind of. And I burned out of it pretty fucking quickly, because... It wasn't where my true passion was to pet hunt, and I realized there's some pet grinds that are going to suck ass. What are yeah? What are the worst pet grinds for you? Um, like okay, what's the what's the unlit, what is the pet worst? for sure? Gauntlet pet. Is that I do the not worst like for you? I think so. I mean, I can't really think of any other ones. Um, most of the other ones are ultiple, so they're not as bad. I mean, Garg boss pet, pretty bad. Um. <laughs> it's a good pet but it's bad to get if you yeah. know what i mean uh, Garg like who wants to do Garg boss um yeah. skilling pets probably because i'm a pvmer like my last skilling pet was chinchampa pet and i got it at 71 million xp <gasps> so it was like such a sign of relief after i got it because then i'm done with skilling i can pvm forever don't have to touch skilling again until they come out with some other skilling boss but um i think like since you're saying that you burned out i don't know if you ever set any like discipline goals or anything where you're like okay i need to you know get all skilling pets and then you know that kind of like will give you motive i mean obviously it's like you can get demotivated while going for that grind but after it's over it's like you can pvm and do whatever 
I think for me, so I just had the, different priorities. Like, yeah, I, mean, I wanted had, to do as, clues. That was yeah. As an iron too, if you're like missing items or something, like you, yes. you're probably gonna want to do that. So, yeah. um, but yeah, when I was going into it, I was dreading quite a bit of things, but it's actually quite a bright, bit of variety of content. Uh, Sarachnus, I didn't like that, but back then there wasn't really the ulting method that there is nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's mainly for you know main, not an iron. Yeah. Yeah, Gauntlet Pet. Uh, I mean, I went over rate for that, and I was just like, I, I said that like an hour before I got it, I said I'm quitting RS if I go a thousand dry, and then I got it like an hour later. <laughs> so, like, if you look at the thing, Zolcano. I mean, Zolcano is not too bad. Fuck, is that, nope, KC, nope, but fuck Zolcano. Do, do you see the KC though? Seven thousand, like, dude. Uh, it was. Wait, 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 wait. Seven thousand Zolcano. I got my pet. Bro, fuck that. that. Was pain. Yeah. I'm yeah. I I just looked you up. God, that is actually that is like actual hell. What oh, method well, I, did I, you do? Did you just I, do I masses the, or what? The pet sheet as well. Oh yeah. So, uh, volcano is another thing that I kind of had like a a rule at hand with that boss. So I did masses. But I was also actually the person that got them to change the pet rate for Zolcano. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the old pet rate of Zolcano, but it used to scale. Like, it wasn't the static pet rate. Mm. And uh, it was so baloney that um, I, I we even had calcs for it to show, like, how baloney it gets in terms of, like, how long it can get, depending on the scaling and how much damage you do. So uh, I got them to change it to a static rate of... Uh, 2250 yeah uh, it looks like it's it went about from, that yeah yeah before it went from like 2000 to 3000 so it's like in between and it was really baloney because like you want to do masses to do faster kills but then you also get less damage so you're more towards the 3000 range depending on your damage um and like the calcs were like it was i think 110 or 120 hour pet so i, I got them to kind of meet in the middle ground and at least have a static number yeah um so that was a nice thing nice. to have um the thing that pisses yeah, me mean, off is the tool seeds i know it doesn't matter for a main but for an iron when it's a one in 200 for any team size mm-hmm. masses just become like so stupid yeah it's terrible yeah we have a lot of or when i was doing it there's a lot of irons coming in i'm like if you need tool seeds, you should probably do small teams <laughs> yeah. it wasn't always like that though they changed that to combat I like no no it's so farmers. dumb it's so dumb um, i'm so that was not the reason why it was being being camped the fuck out of. The unique was never yeah. an issue. Yeah, and then they changed Onyx as well. Um, but yeah, the the tool seed, I, I, it was probably fine how it was. Like it was like masses were still good the old way because like it didn't matter. Like it wasn't just one in two hundred. Mm-hmm. Everyone had their own role. So I, I think that like they kind of screwed over irons and stuff in that aspect. It was really uh, bad too. They had to fix it. So like, they made an update where the tool seed was actually like. One in fucking 6,000 or something. Like, something insane. I can't remember what it was. It was, like... It was, like, one in... I don't know. I think it was something weird. Like, one in 1,500 or something. And then if you were in a four-man, it was, like, one in 6,000. I can't fully remember, but it was really fucked. Yeah. Yeah, it gets pretty bad, and especially in masses. So, yeah. it's kind of unfortunate. Um but yeah, I've been doing... Uh, blood. Ha- I've been doing clues in BA. Uh, you know, I started getting into selling ba leeches lately because that's the best for pet um 
So I've been making some GP from that. And then also uh, I've been gaining like a lot of pet rolls. I'm already at like 160 something pet rolls out of a thousand. And like a hundred of those I did in like three or four days because I've just been like selling so many leeches. So that's been pretty good lately. Before I was doing casual BA and like selling leeches, the run times are about the same. And like you just go like to the next round right away. Uh, in casual BA, they like spend five minutes between each round usually, and it can be pretty rough. So okay, so you're a BA nice. enthusiast. There seems to be this uh, culture where anything that comes out into the game that changes BA in any way, the BA community freaks out. Yeah, the BA community is like they're pretty big, but they're like they stick to BA. So, like, that new bow, like, pretty much breaks BA. Like, the attack roll is going to be, like, insanely easy with that new bow. You're just going to AFK pretty much. Um, so it's going to change the meta quite a bit. Are they happy BA's... about that, or are they pissed? No, I think they're... Uh, some people are happy because they think third age bow shouldn't be best in slot at BA, which it currently is. Yeah. Uh, but then some people are mad because they think it's going to, like, take away some of the skill. Like, BA is actually, like... So many people think it's just the casual mini game, but that is actually like super strategic. And there's so many like I still don't understand everything there. There's so many different stalls and forces and this and that, saving a tick here, saving a tick there, and like there's so many different like codes and different yeah. like languages that they use there, and <laughs> it's crazy. The like just it, getting involved in there recently as a noob. Like, it's like. It's like similar to Nilo, where Nilo looks simple, and then you start breaking it down. You're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, it's exactly. It's, but there's even more different weird stalls and stuff you can do. Yeah, it's like anyone could do it, but to do like speed runs there, like I I wouldn't even be able to start doing speed runs because you're at like a disadvantage compared to the people who have been doing it for years because they know like every single stall and when yeah. the waves are supposed to end and this and that, and it's pretty crazy. Um, but after BA and BH, uh, I pretty much have Sarah, DKs, and then just Slayer. So after like after BA and BH, I'm like so close to all pets in terms of hours. Like most of the other pets are like 30 hour pets. Yeah. Besides like Sarah and Hydra are like 100 hour pets, but everything else is like 50 hours or less. Okay, so what is after all pets? Uh, probably just state doing raids and. Oh, I thought you said doing whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I meant like I was gonna say like staying back at PVM, but that didn't make sense. So, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like going back to raids or you know just doing whatever, just not play. Well, I wouldn't say not playing, but there'll be new content by that point. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully I raids where you'll have a long. For me, because of the hours that I get to play, like all pets isn't really like super realistic. Although I'm kind of close, um, it just there's so many hours left that there's gonna be new content by then and. Oh yeah, raids three pet, next pet, yeah, more so. pets as well. So, yeah, there's gonna be quite a bit of of other things. Okay, this is a little random question from a cold one. Jersey Mike, Steak and Shake, Popeyes. If you could only have one of these, which would it be? And I I have to bring up. There's another guy, Hunt, who said Raising Canes over everything. I've never even had Raising Canes, so I don't even know. Raising uh, Canes. I don't think I gold. It's, it's is, is that like the Popeyes competitor kind of? It's better. Okay, have you ever been to Zaxby's? No. Okay, that's like a southern thing. I don't. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 way better than Popeyes in my opinion. Raising Cane's is like pure quality. 
I think that uh, his question's kind of weird because he lists three different places that like aren't really competitors. <laughs> so know. it's like if you say like Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, and Subway, that would make sense. sense. Yeah. But like, I've never had Steak and Shake. I don't think I've had ones that are like similar to that that are like have similar names. But I don't know. I feel like that's not even a question. I mean, Jersey Mike's is just like the way of life. There is no like other way. See, I've only had so. Jersey Mike's once, and it was pretty shit. But I think it was a what? basic sandwich. Well, I didn't order it. Somebody else ordered it, and it was just like really basic, and I wasn't that big of a fan uh-huh. of it. So I, I mean, I've only had it was? once. I, it was just like I mean, ham and cheese and tomato and lettuce or something. Like, it was- yeah, it's pretty basic, but like the quality of their ingredients is way better than other like sub sub shops and stuff. Um, I don't know. Maybe you went. Maybe the one that you went to wasn't like didn't have like good quality stuff i mean it is basic like that is literally what it is it's just like if you want tomatoes you have to ask wait no they put tomatoes if you if you want pickles you have to ask or if you want like some other stuff you have to ask but if you go in there always say you want it mike's way uh what does that yeah jersey uh they put on uh like vinegar and stuff and olive oil yeah Uh, i like that but yeah i always ask for like bacon as well on it or like if you get their philly cheese it's pretty decent but I like their, uh, just, I think it's called like the American, it's just ham and cheese, but like their quality of ingredients is a lot better. I, I mean, if you say that their shit, do you think Subway and like Jimmy John's or any other, su- like what sub shops do you go to? No, I, I don't think Jersey Mike's is shit. I just didn't see it. I, maybe I said that. I meant uh, just yeah, very no, basic, but Subway, I don't like. I don't like Subway. Okay, I think yeah, it's yeah. really shitty yeah, so, quality. I, I will never go to Subway. Like I'd rather, like subway is super low tier i mean jersey yeah, mike's is still fast food type thing but like that's like the higher tier of sub shops in my opinion like the, jersey uh, mike's is just a way of life so i used to get uh jimmy john's but then i got i used to get jimmy john's probably three times a week in college just delivered Uh-oh. to me and then so uh, you like jimmy john's yeah like i like the simple subs but i got food poisoning from them so i i huh. hate it now yeah Sucks. yeah so jersey mike's is like one step above jimmy john's so like there's okay. subway and then jimmy john's is above that and then above that is jersey mike's okay so like i mean we have local sub shops that are way better than jersey mike's but like for a chain like that's just like the peak of, of yeah. subs I don't know it's the reason why he asked that is because I'm like a Jersey Mike's enthusiast. It's kind of like a meme in my stream and stuff. Well, shit, maybe I'll have to give it another chance because I, yes. I again I've had it once. So yeah, if you like the Jimmy John's, like Jersey Mike's is way better. Just like the quality. I mean, it's basic, but like yeah, like, I like have the all basic. that shit that Subway has, but yeah. it's way better. It's just good quality stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay, so here's a question from Strider. He says. How do you feel about adding more bosses to the game with no uniques, but simply offer an alternative to Vorkath as a moneymaker? Would be nice to see more content and not get the community stirred up about power creep. Lock it behind DS2, even for integrity or whatever. I don't know. I think that's weird. I'm not, well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they, they like took revs out for a reason just to like replace it with some boss that just gives you like alcables and GP and stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I like I like bosses. First of all, I've I've actually never been a fan of bosses that shit out gold. I think it's always yeah. cool that bosses have uniques. In fact, I actually I'm so Iron Man minded that I actually don't like how the source of an item, okay, like a skilling item, like if you wanted gold ore, the source 
or the fastest way to get it is not through the source, which is really dumb in my opinion. Or chopping a magic tree is never the the fastest way to get magic logs, you know. There's always yeah. some boss that shits it out more, so. Yeah, I, I remember back yeah. back in the day like you didn't like irons had to do a lot of skilling and now like they they can PVM just for everything. get their yeah, there's PVM for everything. You can max through PVMing. Like you can get all your other skills yeah. done through pvm it's crazy and it's almost faster too to like do certain <laughs> bosses for that so. more fun too i don't know i mean I, i'm not opposed to more bosses but i think i like the the thing where it's like you're doing a boss for like that good reward and yes. you're like not really getting much of a reward until you get that i agree so i like that aspect to it more um i have a question as well that someone asked if uh if you want me to yeah go bring it, it up so someone said, I'd love to hear you touch on the use of OP clients in the speedrun community, socket, OPTOB plugins, as well as touch on selling Grandmaster uh, times Ooh. or read times. Yeah, and we already talked about plugins a little bit, but I mean, I kind of already talked about like how I am like not a fan. Like, I mean, that's the reason why I stopped doing TOB speedruns is I can't compete because of plugins. And that's the thing about CMs is like there is plugins, but they're quality of life and they don't like, they don't make it or break it. Yeah. So. Okay. Here, I want to, I want to touch on the uh, services ish. And I want to first kind of talk about Infernal Cape buying and selling your thoughts on that. And then talking about selling Grandmaster stuff. Mm -hmm. So what, what are your, what, were your thoughts let's say if they've changed over time but what do you think about buying and selling infernal capes um i back think in 2017 it, and and now i think it's still not cool to do that i mean obviously that's kind of weird coming from i mean I, let me be straight i don't do a login service for the grandmaster times so that's like a little different um but for like so i just wanted to get that out there before i start talking shit about capes and stuff but yeah. i think that like infernal cape like you know, if it was if it was tradable, you know, okay, whatever. But like, since it's untradable, it's like that iconic item that like makes you look like a good PVMer. Although you don't need to be a good PVMer anymore to do it. <laughs> uh, I think that you still need to be able to do it yourself. And that's it's now saying that like going back to the Grandmaster stuff, the people still actually have to be pretty decent at raids. I mean, obviously, me and my teammates were like really good enough to like. It doesn't matter if you're like super trash, but you still have to be able to like participate in the raid. Yeah. Um, so they're still kind of like even though they're they're pretty much buying a team rather than buying I mean they are buying the time, but like it's not a login service, so it's more like buying people people's time to come help you since Yeah. You don't have a team or friends or whatever, you know, or say you spent too many attempts as an iron or something, like um I mean, you still have to to know what you're doing. Um, yeah, and the fact that you're that if you you're going play. for Grandmaster anyway, you would have to do yeah. all the solo challenges by yourself, yeah. regardless to show it. So, yeah, exactly. I think the reason why people need to buy a time and why we started offering it is, especially for irons, like five man CM is probably the hardest Grandmaster. Besides perfect TOB, it's probably the hardest Grandmaster time, just because of how CMs work with prepping and irons and all that stuff. Like. I've only heard of a couple iron teams that have gotten it as a full iron team and they spent hours, like they spent multiple attempts doing it. Whereas if you come to us, it's just one and done. Boom. Done. I used your uh, service and it was wonderful. It was just 
yeah it was simple so shout out <laughs> we'll have yeah, it probably I... linked in the description if you guys are if you guys are uh needing some help with the five man speeds again yeah, we've... not a login service and that is the difference yeah yeah. yeah, I think that's the big difference there. I mean, it's like it's like selling uh, torsos at BA. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. that's different because they're straight AFK. So I mean, you still have to like. <laughs> yeah. you still it, have like to I mean, if you're going for the grant, yeah, you're still you still have to participate. But like, so you still have to be you know decent. And obviously, why would you buy the time if you're not good enough to get the other grandmaster times? Yeah. So it's like, it's it's not like you're. I don't know. I feel like some people might get hate, but I feel like that. We've been doing so many. We've done over a hundred people lately, so it's like it seems like it's not as like people can't really hate against it, just because I think everyone has kind of accepted how hard it is to get for an iron. Lately. It's li- it's literally doing any team task though. Like yeah. with Theater of Blood, I'm not paying anyone to do it, but I still have to like basically beg somebody to come help me. Like yeah, you have to get people um, to do it. You can't do everything solo, so. And I, I think that our, like, reviews kind of speak for themselves. Like, everyone that we've done so far, they're, like, super happy with their... They're, like, one and done. Like, they, some of the people, they said that they were irons, and they spent, like, five hours of attempts, and they didn't even get close to the time just because it's so hard to get uh, it's just in, in, in a team of five. You guys are coordinated. So, you guys know what you're doing, and you make yeah. it very simple for the person who's there yeah. to be like, here's the potions you make. This is like where yeah. you need to be at this point. Like, that's the yeah. We of it. we have like a clear. Uh, I think since we did YouTube, we kind of made our guide even more user friendly. So it's super user friendly. I'm constantly checking up on the people. Like, if we're at vanguards, I'm like, hey, how are you doing? Like, do you have any questions? Like, if they're if we're at ice team and they're doing seconds or whatever whatever they're doing, I'm always like every room. I'm like, okay, we finished ice team and we're going into this room. How are you doing? Or you know, I'm like, oh, we're at Guardians. Where are you? And like, I, we're always, you know, trying to check up and you know let people zero stress yeah, help people I was, out. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, even with mistakes, we still get people the time. So yeah, it's I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it feels weird, you know, talking crap about Infernal Capes, but I think our login services are slightly different. No, they're not even slightly different. They're completely well, yeah. different. Yeah, like, that is like you don't even have to be good to do a login service at least with this you still have to kind of hold your weight i mean obviously you can be an anchor and we can still carry you but yeah okay you so still have to, like, yeah like here's one question back when services were actually like prevalent uh i know people probably still do services just you know more they don't publicize it anymore but uh yeah like what did you think or what do you still think about login services and account sharing in general? Um, I mean, I think account sharing is general is in is kind of fine. I mean, I I can't. I mean, I want to talk crap about it because I mean, I kind of do that. Like, I've used friends alts and stuff like that for certain things, but not like login services. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of weird because, like, at what point do you say like, oh, I'm just playing my friend's account? Oh, I just got an infernal cape on my friend's account or something like. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a weird, like, fine line in there. Like, where do you cross the boundary as you're just playing their account or you're doing services on their account? Um, I think services are kind of lame because so many irons. And I mean, it's not. I don't want to single out irons, but it's usually them who like ha- pay someone to like grind out a dragon warhammer on their account or something. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I made a meme a while ago. Uh, it was like the Drake meme, and it was like Irons getting the items themselves, and then he was like looking away, and then he's like puts his hand up or whatever. He's like Irons that are doing services or something like that. It's like, 
I don't know, people, uh, yeah, I mean, I it was really, I mean, I'm glad that they kind of addressed it, but I think that they did like a bluff move kind of like when they addressed plugins and they're not actually, they can't pretty, enforce they're, it. They just yeah. There's still threaten. services that still go on. They're just not as like a, like well known as yeah. they are or as they used to be. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I, obviously the people who are selling the services are smart. They're making tons of GP, but the, the sad thing about it is a lot of them are RWTing. So that's the only, I mean, I, I think the only reason why you should ever do services or boosting or anything is if you're trying to buy a new item, if you're trying to afford pet boosting yourself, uh, if you're trying to fill, afford 200 mil all, I, I just don't see a reason to do it outside of that. Yeah. And then another note on that is there's pet boosting, which is kind of like the grandmaster boosting thing. Um, I mean, there's definitely still a difference between that and logging in on the person's account, but like, you know, is that more acceptable than services? Um, I think it is, but everyone has their own opinion, and uh, I think it's smart to to buy pet boosting, like have someone like have five alts while you're doing bandos or whatever. Yeah. Here's here's a good little question from Black Suns. He asks. Speed running Cox, biggest tips for people getting into it. And I guess speed running in general, getting into it. Do you have any? Uh... Yeah. Um, he also says he's I a big fan. Yes, yeah, I, <laughs> I have the thing open. Um, it's so, uh, I don't know. I think it's hard to give people tips because it's like just be, it's like that guide that we had uh, for irons, you know, that we carry for grandmasters. Like you can read the guide, but that doesn't mean that like that's going to make you good. Yeah. Uh, so I think lots of practice, um, practicing like knowing where your inventory is going to be at all times. Uh, that's a really big thing for any kind of speed run, like Tob Cox. I don't know if how big it is in Inferno, but tracking your inventory where your items are going to be. Absolutely. Because um, it's like if you get lost in your inventory. I remember uh, my first time doing Tob after like a year. I on the Nilo boss, I like messed up a switch and I like got lost in my inventory. I was like, where are my items? <laughs> That should happen like, all the time beginning TOB. Yeah. Everyone can uh, relate. So, I don't know. Like, I always move my items around between rooms and stuff at, at like, CM and TOB. Like, I know where my items are going to be. I'm, I'm prepared for what the next room's going to be. Just knowing what's going to be next. Um, it's kind of hard to say. Just, like, don't miss ticks. Um, I don't know. Picking up, like, small micro-efficient things. Like, when you're doing Ice Demon. Um, when you grab your axe, equip the axe. So then you don't have to grab the axe out of the bank. You can just bank with the same tick and start chopping. Um, Ooh, that's that, genius. That's, that's a really big time save that some people don't know about. Um, we didn't even know about it. Uh, for a while, we were banking the axe and then putting it in like the first inventory slot so we can just we know exactly where it's at. Yeah. Or I guess, it, yeah, it would be the first would be, yeah. And that, like you automatically lose time is you can't one tick the chest. Yep. Uh, and then someone named Sido, uh, he, we've, we saw him doing it, or I think he suggested it to us. He's like, why don't you guys equip the ax? And we're like, Oh, and yeah, it's like way faster. I mean, that saves time. Um, I mean, the biggest thing is just, like I said, inventory management is one of the biggest things for speed runs. Yeah. What do you, I don't know if you have any, any input on that or, 
I mean, honestly, that's a big thing is just practice, 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 practice. You'll yeah, never just, get good if you don't just send a fuck ton of them. Yeah, it's it's hard to really give advice on that. Like maybe watch VODs of people that have done old records or new records. Um, it's just hard to be like, you know, do this, do that, because you need that personal experience to yep, like, absolutely to get better in that repetition. I wanted to ask, uh, what are your thoughts on combat achievements now that they've been out for a while? And what are your thoughts mainly i want to talk about the rewards given from them but also just the task difficulty in general yeah um i mean there's there's a lot of like on the lower tiers at least there's a lot of random tasks that it's just like dude um (laughs) i mean even some of the grandmaster tasks are just like man this is like such a hassle to do but um yeah at least they're one and done you're just like just do it and you never have to do it again like but they are tedious as fuck i do admit for for me i don't really have any plans on doing it i mean i'm kind of glad that there's not best in slot behind it because i mean i'm not good at inferno and i probably struggle at that one at least i mean that's not saying that i can't get good at inferno it's just that it doesn't interest me right now yeah and um i think that i know there's i mean i think there could be better rewards but i don't know if there should necessarily be best in slot rewards behind it um I, I I know that you mentioned stuff about like the clue rewards aspect of it, uh, yeah. like the five percent or whatever. And I came up with like, or I made a proposal as well uh, to your thread or whatever. But um, I mean, obviously the rewards are kind of like eh right now, yeah. or they definitely are like eh. <laughs> but I think very, it's more. Yeah. But that's I think it's more fine. of something. I, yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, I mean, it's more of something to do to like challenge yourself rather than like you you know get you a really best need... slot from it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you really need like a reward from it, or more so like a personal achievement satisfaction behind it? Like not that everything has helm. to. Yeah, I mean, the helmet. Yeah, it's definitely a flex. Um, I, don't I, know. I I think mean... I really I really hope even if nothing else were to come from it, I really wish that hilt would teleport you into the bank vicinity rather than randomly in that little like crevice of moral wreck. Wait, where? Oh, oh yeah, it teleports you to Inferno, yeah. Yeah, it teleports you into, like, that random little spot, like... Does it teleport you to, like, right outside Inferno, kind of, or...? No, 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 so right by the bank, you know that, like, bank area where there's, like, that yeah. range? It teleports you, like, outside of the bank in that little indent, uh... It's, I think... Like, a little... In- like, if you looked at the map, you would see this little, like, indentation. Yeah. It teleports you inside of there, and it's really obnoxious. I think they probably did that maybe so it's not best in slot bank, but I guess that could actually be like uh, a like a better re- or like obviously it's not the best reward, but maybe that's the best in slot banking. So it's like faster banking than any other bank. Yeah. And I there mean, still be, is like, really fast. A decent reward. Yeah. And like there, there already is a best in slot bank, which is the Sepulchre bank if you're not on PVP world. Yeah, I'm familiar with that one now. But uh, that hilt is something you have to carry, so like you can't just have it on your max cape. Like crafting guild's amazing because it's just on your fucking back at all times. Yeah, crafting guild is cool. just unbeatable right now, just because of that. Um, I mean, it's not unbeatable, but I mean, no one really wants to grind out sepulcher to get the yeah. teleports to constantly have them. But I think that like like you're saying, having it closer to the bank, like I mean, even if it's best in slot banking, like. I mean, that's some kind of reward to not be, like, super overvalued where people are like, oh, I have to do this. Yeah, It's still, nice. like, something that it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, it's an incentive to do it. Yes. I mean, there definitely could be more rewards, but like I was saying, I don't think that 
it necessarily needs best in slot because I think it's the personal satisfaction of getting the achievement is yeah. is the reward. Yep. Yeah. Uh I think they I think they nailed it with combat achievements. I think the difficulty could have could have been a little bit tougher, but that's me after the fact. Of course I thought a lot of them were really tough during it, so Yeah, I've seen some people uh I've seen some people that aren't really the best get it, get the grandmasters done. So it's like it's not like insanely tough. But if you, if you want dedicate like super, the time, you can get it. If you yeah. want super tough, join Obliv and try and do like the Obliv diaries because those are like pushing it to some of the times. The yeah. Gauntlet one, I wouldn't even want to do that. I mean, that's not like insanely hard, but it's just so many resets and stuff that. Yeah. I don't know. It's like you can set your if if you really want a challenge, you can make your own challenge. I don't know. It's like. I mean, I mean, at least it's something for people to go for that they have a yeah. goal of like getting better. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it definitely taught me a lot of things. Just even Gauntlet taught me so much about Gauntlet of like learning how to unequip my weapon to kick Hunlift. Like I that sounded so fucking tedious before I ever like did it. I was like, God, I'd never want to do this, but then I did it. and I was like, this is actually pretty engaging. It's pretty fun doing yeah. weird things like that. Yeah, I see a question here to say how many times did you finish the co- Cox log by uh, Borkin? Um, oh yeah, <laughs> but that, I get so many questions of that because they're like, "Oh, he has ten thousand rates, Casey." But little do they know, I got like nine thousand of them before the log came out. So, oh, like, true. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, even Tob, I don't even have that log completed. I mean, I think I have the Cox log complete, or I might actually have both completed now, but not like multiple times, just because. Like I was already, I was over two thousand KC, like two point five K by the time, uh, the call log came out. So, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. Oh yeah, that's another thing to mention is uh, I was actually the first person to get the Sinhaza Shroud Tier Five, which is the two thousand Tob Cape. Dude, that is okay. Wait, wait. At, so at one point it was the rarest item in game because I was the only person that had it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, For do like you have a, like a month or two? Do you have the two KCM cape as well? No, I have. I'm only like twelve hundred or something. I was gonna say like that. That shit's. How many people even have that? Like the CM one. That's. Uh, there's quite a bit now. There's actually like uh over twenty five people. I mean, that's still not that many, but. That's yeah, insane. There's... Though those take forever to do. Like. Yeah, I mean, if you do fives, it's a little bit more common, but most like people the who do fives nowadays it? do uh do speed runs now. So like. When I do speedruns, we might not even see Ulm for like two hours. <laughs> yeah, resetting can. Yeah. So there's um, 32 people that have 2,000 T or CM. Damn, that's more than I thought. But yeah, that's yeah, that's disgusting. It's a lot of and time. And one one of my teammates, uh, OG Keck, he has 3,210. And one of my <sighs> other teammates is Voss, and he has 3,083. And then. Are they dry on dust, or do they just do it for fun? No, no, they have. They have okay. for fun and speeds. And then uh, my friend Pahiz has 2,790. Uh, the rank 6 guy, Royal Rain, he's one of my friends, too, uh, for CMs. He actually went, uh, like, 2,400 dry for his dust. Fuck that. I don't even think anyone would ever that. be even, like, halfway that close to being that dry. <laughs> God, it's not damn pretty it. crazy. Six times rate, right. and you have to go beyond the cape. Like, in terms of hours, too, that's like 
insanely dry. For, that's one of the most driest items in game, probably. God. In terms of hours. Yeah, well, that's, that's actually ridiculous. Be, uh, Casey's B, BH pet is definitely. I don't think anything is gonna ever touch that. But, uh, <laughs> Dude, but still like twenty four hundred uh, CMs is so many. Okay. Can you imagine yourself going six times raid for a bloodhound? Like I, 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 I mean that's. Casey got fed DMs, so I wouldn't even be able to I hit know, that. It's, like, it's I, impossible it, for any like, other normal player to do yeah, that. It would be like five years from now, and I would be at like three thousand, if that. Like, yeah, <laughs> just because of how like hard it is to get clues. I mean, with that new uh, going, I mean, this is still kind of on topic. That new um, method, or well, it's not necessarily new, but the two point three elite clues per hour from uh, Urium Shade remains. Yeah. That like kind of helps because like. Right now, I was buying DMs for a while, and you lose so much that, I mean, DMs have gone up now, and um, it's like, I sold all my DMs instantly, and I bought just straight remains, and I have enough to do, like, 400 clues, because it's just like, it, my, like, DMlings are such a waste now with that method, like, that method is, is so good. Yeah, um, no, but especially because you can just you could just be on mobile, like you can zero time it. That's, I zero time collect the keys when I'm on like lunch break and stuff at work, and I literally just it's like zero time elites. I mean, I don't. It's unbeatable, and it's fun. You just get it's it's similar to the DM yeah. thing where you just get these little loots here and there. Yeah, yeah, you actually make money doing it too, which is even <laughs> crazier, and you get XP. So. Yeah, oh, it's it's actually pretty good XP. It's 930 XP per bone uh, between uh, fire making and uh, prayer. Uh, it's like it's like uh, almost 400k or maybe even more than 400k fire making XP per hour and then like like 50 or like 80k uh, prayer XP. Jesus. So it's actually like you can get like, I think you could do 600 plus an hour, or like 650 an hour if you do the seven tick method. Uh, with Celestris Bark, and uh, I mean 930—that's like what 540k an hour or something like that. I wish XP, Irons XP could do per that. Hour. Yeah, so it's actually pretty good XP. Um, l- let alone you know getting GP from it and the elite clues is just insane. Yeah, that's oh, I'm jealous, dude. I would love to do that. Like off stream, get all the shit, and then on stream just. That's, go and have a that's bunch what of I've fun. been. That's what I've been doing. I have like uh, almost five thousand keys. I, God, I looted, I looted so some uh, over the weekend. I looted probably like a thousand on stream, and I was doing clues and BA and that's yeah. so fun. So that was my plan. It's like every week I'll op- I'll do them off stream, like whenever I'm AFK or if I'm not doing anything, and then uh, I'll have like you know I don't have to do the boring stuff on stream. I can just loot the chest, do the clues, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay. Um, I'll ask you, is there anything that we've kind of missed before I wrap up with the fo- with the last final questions? Um, anything you would like to talk I mean, about? I know we've, we've probably kinda, missed a few things, but... Yeah, we probably have. Um, I mean, I feel like I can I can personally, like, once I get talking about RS stuff, I can just keep on talking. <laughs> so it's like... I love it, dude. It's like, yeah. We're we're capped, unfortunately, with the podcasting house, and I don't like to go over four hours because then the quality goes down, even when it's approaching four hours. But yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we can always do another episode a different yeah. day if we have to talk about. So it's like Lucid Dream Part I, Two. 
Yeah, I can always talk about stuff. Um, I mean, I can talk. I'm uh, watching this video of me doing switches as well. Um, I mean, I've had people like compliment. It's weird because I've talked about it too, where I'm like insecure about my clicks, but like, I mean, I don't want to say I have good clicks, but I mean, I I, I have pretty decent clicks usually. Like I can I can do fast clicks, but my problem is dragging. Yeah. So it's like I people compliment me and like, damn, you you know, you just did this crazy switch, and then I'm just, I think that they're like making fun of me at first because I'm like, <laughs> I always drag my switches a lot. Like here, I just posted that That's video it. right there, um, and it's I don't know I, I I feel like a lot of people are like, damn, like you'd be really good at Nilo Boss because you know you can click fast, your clicks are like insane, and I'm just like. And I, I feel like I'm always insecure about my clicks personally. I think we're all pretty, uh, well, not everyone, but a lot of us are pretty shit at the game just in general. <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm, like, yeah, I have a Zuck helmet, but, like, God, I'm still horrible at the Inferno and stuff relatively. At least I feel that way. But mm-hmm. I think when you compare yourself to the average player, like, you're probably comparing yeah. yourself to, like, Addy Con or Bodie or something, like, the crazy clicks that are just yeah impeccable but yeah no, i think you're and like i don't know i feel like i can't really i mean obviously i know that i'm not the best but i know that i'm not like bad um it's just that i feel like i can't really i have quite a bit of haters too lately so it's like i don't really like i don't really like to feed them and you know say like oh i'm insanely good because then they just like laugh at the background so it's like i don't know (laughs) i mean i can definitely say that i'm like one of the more like concrete names in terms of like older pvmers i guess yeah so i don't know i mean there's definitely a lot of newer names nowadays like next gen raiders and stuff that you're just like damn those guys are good yeah no yeah i'm ex- i'm excited to see raids 3 and what you do with it and uh eventually start speed running raids 3 and s- testing out invocations i'm excited just for all of raids 3 i'm i'm so fucking pumped and next yeah. even i've never done next so and i don't know i feel like um like a lot of people might not really know you know some of like the contributions that i've made to like some of the raid strats raids one and raids two but you know i've been at the forefront whether it's been my team or me myself that's came up with you know a lot of these new like the the current metas and stuff and even like some of the older metas like uh my team was one of the first teams that started using chins at maiden Mm. everyone was just mage mage the nylos yep and that that was like a big game changer so I mean, all the even, theory crafting you know, that goes involved, that's involved yeah. in it. So. I mean, yeah, and like Nyla waves and stuff. Um, I mean, obviously, like a couple of people that I raided with are better at Nyla waves to me, but they were like the ones that like sat there and like figured out how to do it like correctly. Yeah. Um, and then even you know raids one alting, we were you know at the forefront of that, skipping melee attack specials or uh, the lightning teleports and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and crystal spikes we were like the first team that were skipping that and stuff um that's kind of going back to on release you just like everyone was running in just tanking everything and getting teleported across the map and like yeah, yeah. so all right i don't know well how about this wolf i uh i like to ask my guests this to uh give three shout outs to members in the osrs community twitch community uh you know just anybody it doesn't have to be they could be players, you know, anything. So, would you give three shout outs? Um, Dio, 
Uh, I feel like, I mean, uh, most people who are like in, in the forefront of PVMing nowadays know who Dio is, but he is, you know, one of the like one of the brains behind a lot of P, uh, like speed run strats and stuff. He's really like good at at paying attention to ticks and doing calcs and all this stuff. Um, Rusty, you know, he's been at the forefront of pretty much all of my raids. Um, I feel like a third person would be pretty hard. I don't know. It's like, I, don't, I mean, there's so many people that I can shout out. That I mean, those are some of the two people that come to mind right now. But it's like so many people that I've raided with in the past and raid with currently. I mean, I'd say Golpar. Like, me, Rusty, and Golpar are like that trio group or like the three musketeers that... You know, we, we've been together for, well, that sounds kind of weird, but we've been like, you know, raids partners for so long that, uh, you know, that's like the, the people that, you know, I'm pretty much like going to be friends with on RS always, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. I think that'll, we'll kind of wrap it up, but, um, lucid dream, uh, we will definitely have to do another one of these, especially after raids three and next come out. I want to hear your thoughts on all of that. Um, yeah, it would definitely be interesting to, you know, since we talked about beforehand and then versus like afterwards and what yes. like our expectations were going in and what we got coming out. And... Yeah, no, and we'll see if the rewards are changed. Like guarantee there's going to be some changes. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But we'll have your um, links in the description, your uh, Twitter, your Twitch, and uh, probably the Discord if you'd like the Discord of the uh, speedrun. Yeah, that'd be nice. Speedrunning as well. Is there anything else you'd like linked? Um, I mean, I, I mean, I no, not really. I mean, I pretty much just use Twitter and Twitch. Like, okay, Twitter, I kind of like shit post a lot and just do <laughs> random stuff on there. But I'm trying to like step away from that and get back into more just posting like RuneScape related stuff. Awesome. So. Well, I mean, I'm definitely more active on Twitch than Twitter, or at Twitter than Twitch, but I mean, I try to stream, you know, nowadays. Yeah. Well, Lucid Dream, absolute pleasure. Like, seriously, tons of fun today. I was, re I'm just really happy with what we were able to cover, and I think we had just some really nice conversations, some some good insights from both of us. So, thank you. Yeah, for I feel like on. I mean, it went so smooth that. I mean, I just—I didn't even realize how the time that went by. <laughs> no, I'm just been... sitting here blabbering, and we were talking about so many topics for so long. <laughs> I think we were like talking about TOA and next for like two hours or something, and I mean, it was definitely nice to talk. I, I need to ask one more thing before we end, um, just for future guests. And I—I've probably mentioned this a few times in other casts, but how was being on the cast for those that may be on in the future? What, what are your thoughts now that you've been on it? Is it it, it was nice. Uh, I mean, I was more afraid of like uh, being quiet or something. But you know, when I was not talking, I got to hear what you were saying, and then you were asking questions for certain things. And but then again, like once I get talking about certain topics, I can just like talk forever. So it's the passion. Like, a couple of days ago, someone on my Twitch asked, uh, "Are you nervous to go on it?" And I'm like, uh, "I mean, I, I'm I can blabber and talk, <laughs> so it's like I I don't really mind, you know." Yeah. No, so, I mean, it's definitely very, like, uh, friendly. I mean, we didn't really have any, like, arguments or, you know, any kind <laughs> yeah. of, like, controversial things. So, it's, like, I mean, it was pretty definitely, like, friendly and welcoming. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I I hope that's that's what I want the guests to feel. I want them to feel satisfied after being on it and everything. So, 
Thank you again, Lucid Dream. We'll end it off here. If you guys would like to support the cast, uh, be sure to go down in the description. There'll be a Patreon link, and you can catch out del- catch um, the deleted scenes that I have. There's a few deleted scenes on there as well. So go check them out, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.